1: Nissan believes you deserve a car that thrills you, so we have to ask, does your car thrill you? When you hit the pedal, do you get something back? A chill in your spine, goosebumps on your goosebumps. When you take off, do your fingers tighten around the steering wheel? Does your heartbeat in your stomach and your breath catch in your chest? Does driving make you feel alive? Because it should. And if your car doesn't thrill you, ours will. This is the new Nissan.
2: This is Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno.
1: I'm Joe. And I'm JP.
2: And I'm running on fumes, lads. Don't know about you, it's been a busy weekend. You're registered yeah. to vote. I don't know, I've got nothing else to talk to you about, really. We uh, Saw lots of each other yesterday, uh, but plenty more to, to chat about today if we can uh, make it through these next two hours.
0: Sometimes when we're doing like prep for these shows, there's like, it ah, has been bugger all on like really not much and then this weekend went slightly batshit and you did Tetsujin as well Mm. I mean all I did was the the one show on the Sunday and obviously watching stuff and that's nearly killed me Mm. I feel like I'm I'm broken today it's gonna be a much sort of less well I don't know we'll get wound up about something (laughs) at some point but slightly less exuberant Mm. at the moment than it normally would be oh yeah definitely I'm like I'm running on
2: fumes like I i can't i'm too old jp 35 at this point i went out went out wednesday i went out friday i went out saturday and i went out sunday as well and it's monday today i had to take the afternoon off work today because i just couldn't survive i'm going to bail in on wednesday yeah Um, i had a little bit of a nap so i'm feeling good again but you know got the got got lots to talk about and uh, lots to, to get us motivated you doing any better joe
1: um, I'm knackered, yeah. still <laughs> You went out on Wednesday?
2: Yeah, I went to Manchester to go to a gig. Uh see a band called Low Raw that I was supposed to see. Well, it's not really a band, it's like a man. I was meant to see him in Poland last year, and he, uh, we didn't make it to it, so he was uh, back in the Manchester day, so I went Wednesday, went to the uh, the Piccadilly Tap, uh, which is a, a good bar I went back to on Friday when I went to Tatoojian as well. But yeah, I was dead in work Thursday, and yeah, I'd have to... I'm still chasing my tail. I've not caught up back with myself yet. Uh, I did manage, uh, saying that, though we had quite a few good beers, didn't we, in the, what was the uh, the tap room we went to near York Hall on Sunday? Um, did that. Kind yeah. Of, once we got into the venue, it's Doombar and Carling as your beer choices. So I kind of stopped at that point. So I don't know if I should be feeling as bad as I am, but yeah, definitely still feeling pretty hungover.
0: Well, considering where Tetsujin was held, and that was, that's a lovely uh, craft brewery in there. Mm. Oh yeah, it's it, the best. It is. It's it's the one thing that I'm kind of hoping starts to become out out of the 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 ashes of Britress. Mm. Throw it in, Throw that in there straight away. Um, that somehow wrestling in craft breweries becomes a thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it's the Fairfield Social Club, the venue. Like I'll be talking about tattoos in more detail later. But yeah, this is where, because uh, you guys came up, didn't you, when we did the uh, ferry across the Mersey weekend and we went to see Future Shock at the uh, the Fairfield Social Club. Uh, yeah, it's got a little nice little food store selling selling katsu chicken curry burgers. Me and make collard. Uh, unfortunately, just been to a Japanese restaurant and dropped £25 on a... On a catsu chain curry meal. Uh, I was very sad when I got there to realise what I could have won. Uh, but yeah, they've got like a, a full on like a list of, of guest beers and, and different taps and stuff. And yeah, it definitely, it makes for a messy evening. But yeah, it's probably at this point, maybe holds 200, 250 people. But at this point, my favourite, favourite venue in, uh, in British wrestling.
0: Oh, it's absolutely cracking! I mean, even the one show there on a Sunday afternoon, really nice kind of relaxed vibe. Yeah. Some some good beers. You two are much more kind of into the craft brewery side of things than me. But yeah. um, it's one of these kind of tie-ins you want on a regular basis, especially when you drink that. Generally, that piss at York Hall.
1: It's so bad. It's so bad. I stopped drinking. Which yeah, you, yeah. yeah. So I can't tolerate it. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: I've taken your your advice on that, too. That's it. I, I, have, a, I have a nice couple of beers before you go in. You know, we'll update your untapped app, but once you get into your call, one, it's not worth the queue, and two, it's just shite, isn't it? That they <clears> save up to you when you get there, and five or six pounds for the privilege as well.
1: It's yeah, – they're catering to the boxing crowd. Mm. Yeah. Who yeah. want their Carlin? Yeah. Their oh, you
0: want Carlin, mate? It's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. 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 Does, Lovely any-
2: <laughs> Does anyone like carling? Like – Feels like it, it's ridiculously <laughs> popular, isn't it? Considering how bad it is as a drink,
1: mate. People who bo- bo- base their vote in a general election on a man having funny hair and getting something done, apparently, which <laughs> I won't be done for a long time. Those are the people that drink Carling, yeah, <laughs> like your neighbors. Oh, they are definitely Carling drinkers, like <laughs> without, without a doubt. I saw one of them had a poppy on his dashboard yesterday, it's was not like, was like two weeks ago he's still still repping two weeks later Uh, (laughs) yeah i'll have a look at the um next time i have to go and do the bins i'll see if i can notice any beer cans in the bins and i'll Mm. let you know probably carlin foster's carlsberg basically the 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 shite end of a lager scale let's hoffmeister that doesn't exist anymore Uh, a little bear with a pork pie hat yeah vile stuff yeah, I remember my dad drinking it back yeah.
0: in the day. There's it was a like the little beer in the port by hand taking a slash into your fucking glass is what it tasted <laughs> like. It was vile stuff. <laughs> but from on one night at a university bar where I, where I worked, where they had pound a pint of Hofmeister, which still for a quid you're being ripped off, <sighs> and also pound a pint of cider. And where I went to uni, Brunel was like a big um, kind of uh, um, like rugby place. So lots of rugby players. So you fit right in. Making two pints of snake bite. With with a with a lager that the fucking fights that night. Jesus. Was that Christ. all your story mates? Was it? It what? The uh, lads, yeah. I don't know. I I d I don't know really what they I, I they didn't seem like a lot who were politically aware at that stage of their lives. Okay. Yeah. And ironically, it would have been like 97, 98 when it happened, so yeah. They had yeah. Animals on it. Anyway, Hoffmeister. <laughs> vile shit.
2: Were you a big snake bite? Drink a JP, Snake Bite and Black. No. Was, that, was that a thing
0: down there? That was a big thing up here when I first it, started going out. It was a thing, and people did it.
1: Um What it is it?
2: Half just, strongbow, half half cider, half lager,
1: black. Corn? Half cider half lager. Black fawn in Wetherspoons in Southampton at the time it was, rather than strongbow. Black fawn, tap. A lot of people have a black on black, which they thought was hilarious. <laughs> Drop a black car in your black fawn, black on black.
0: Then, watch people get black eyes when they're fucking fighting outside, scrapping like animals? Yeah,
2: were you ever a cider in the park kind of lad, uh, Joe? I can't imagine you doing that.
1: Me, yeah, (laughs) no, I I, mate, I used to judge bit like when I was at school, I'd be the one judging the cider in the park drinkers. I was inside, you know, playing the PS2, (laughs) bit of pro evo, bit of champ manager, bit of SmackDown, probably watching some good wrestling, (laughs) football few films they were out having a piss up in a park and a wet Friday evening till yeah. four o'clock in the morning yeah I, I, I was I was pretty content with uh, who I was and what I was doing at the age of 15 and I didn't feel like a bottle of white light or white star was going to improve my situation in life any so and also whenever I tried that stuff I was like who can drink this shite? Yeah. $2.95 for a bottle of Frosty Jacks or whatever it was. Oh, uh, God. Nah. not the name I've not heard in a while. I remember the first oh, give it being given beer, being given cans of Fosters and being like, this is disgusting. How mm. do people drink this? And kind of just drinking it. And I remember the first time my mate, whose dad is like a beer snob, and he's, a, he's a good bloke as his dad. And he was like, have one of these, lads. And he gave us, um, I think it was an Augustina, like a proper German beer. Hmm. So have one of these. I was like, this is blowing my mind. It, it changed my world, that beer. <laughs> you,
2: you were really <laughs> <an> <laughs> to it? It took me years before I, uh, I knew what a good drink was. When I was first well, going out, it was It was New Year's and Eve,
1: I was in year 11, that wow. he gave us a couple of bottles each. And we went around to this party. Yeah, And uh, I remember just being like, this is this is proper. It was like when Superhands talks about his first Bowie track and his first joint. Um, That's how I felt with that first like German lager. It was great. Yeah, that's it. I was on, I was on the
2: Budweiser for years thinking oh, it's, it's an American beer, so this is cool, right? Like,
0: drink, oh. drinking it and
2: hating it from, like, 18 to, like, 20. Like, it was fucking, yeah, that, that was kind of my introduction to to beer. It took a while before I got an acquired taste to, to anything. Smirnoff Ice was a, a regular one. Oh. Yeah, I know. I used to drink a lot of that. Like, I remember, like, I've probably said this before. I remember going to America during that period, like, for, like, Ring of Honor. Maybe I was 21, 2021 at that point. I like the even me though, with my limited drinking experience, the lads I was over there with were doing shots of spanoffice, the uh the alcove wow. cup that's five percent uh, There's something there was something about that recently, wasn't there like a span of Ice challenge or something that was going around recently where people were Whoa. down Rick in bottles. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. He was like, like again, but it's, it's, it's just bottles of made of ice. That's it, getting iced. It's like, yeah, I, I don't think they really, I think they see the word "smear" and often think it's it's worse than it is.
1: Jeez. I remember drinking that muck. The last time I <laughs> drunk it was on a harrowing night. Uh, and then it was the last time I drunk, actually, it was, I was 18. It was on my college ball. Mm. And it was not night my first ever sexual experience. <laughs> <laughs> <Harrowing>. <laughs> Absolutely heroin, uh, it was. Uh, my brother probably didn't want to hear this. Um, but um, I didn't drink it again until we were in Liverpool last year, and uh, one of your mates, old um, yeah, Gary. Gary. Jiggy Walker, uh, <laughs> getting the, get the Smirnoff icons, and they ended up with one in my hand, and was like, Manily? oh yeah apple a- was it apple
0: schnapps and stuff like yeah, that as well
1: flying around on it it was like a it was like a trip to a very
0: dark past <laughs> as, as a teen as a as a kid yeah,
2: yeah. i'll do that too though once i've, once I've had a, a good number of drinks if i find myself in the crazy house. it is usually gary buying those rounds but i'll go along with it and it'll be like a throwback to my 18 yeah. 19
0: year old self drinking oh. a different color wkd and hooching at all kinds well, mate, they were playing saliva and drowning pool mm. that night, and it was like up dark. Just going, this is just very odd. You
1: weren't <laughs> walking alone inside a pit of danger that night, were you? <laughs>
0: no, no. Someone who ads. is walking alone, he is finally walking alone again. Is Big Dave though, and he? saw I'm yeah. walking
1: alone, JP. Block me on Twitter.
2: Like I, I. I, I, I well, you went it. out
0: with him, and you've broken up. That's
2: oh, the. Somebody quote, quote tweeted Big Dave, and I can remember it only maybe a couple of months ago, seeing Dave (laughs) Batista tweets in my timeline, and I tried to click on his profile. I said, you are blocked. I was hurt, lads. This is worse than when Road Dog blocked me and you, Joe, on the same day we were talking about off air before this, when he's going on his wins and losses don't matter stuff. Like, it's Road Dog. I can live without following Road Dog. Austin Aries blocked me once because I said he was shit. of, kind of feel bad about that because I am actually an Austin Aries fan. He was Mm -hmm. just in the middle of a really shit-running WWE. And Batista, genuinely, lads, I can't remember the last time I tweeted Batista or about Batista, so I can only assume he came across one of my crappy tweets and just thought, "Fuck this guy," it, and blocked. It him. must
0: have been that Mania man. Oh,
2: maybe you know what we did? Talk, we were saying this, weren't we? we talked about it on the uh, on our Grapple media podcast this year. Yeah. Maybe it's that. Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine Big Dave's a listener. He's got better things to do, surely.
0: Well, exactly, and he's, and he's built himself a, a decent body of work in the acting world. He, mm. he really should be concentrating on that <laughs> as I much know. as anything. Got it. Um, Yeah, it's it'll be all right, Dave. He he tends to fall on his feet, doesn't he, Dave, and sort himself out? I don't know, does he? Well, he seems to have done very well for himself in any position that's pretty much turned up,
1: mm. made the best yeah. of his abilities.
0: Yeah. Maybe earlier will hear this, Ben, get back in his good books again. Fingers crossed. Uh, well,
1: his evolution a counterpart is in Randy Orton. He's—I don't like a bit of cancel culture, but I <laughs> wish—I wish people were after him a bit more. His comments were fucking shocking, and no, there's been no reaction to that whatsoever, no punishment. I was on here a couple of a few weeks ago. I remember saying I don't like him as he gets away with everything and he never learns from his mistakes. Another classic example there. Shows that Randy Orton, you know, has respect for I don't know, Kofi Kingston, doesn't it? And yeah, yeah. yeah. What what a vile human being that man is.
2: I know. I've defended them a lot and I do find them in some ways perversely entertaining, but
0: yeah, like
2: he kind of, that came out like just after we finished the podcast last mm. time, didn't it? That it
0: That's just... normally the case now. Every time we record, something happens within <laughs> oh, like four hours.
2: Randy Orton versus Big Tone Khan on Twitter feels like that. that. was a big headline. Now it's a week ago. It doesn't seem to matter anymore, but yeah. Team <laughs> Tone. <All right. laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Go on yeah. the Jacksonville Dixie. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I'm shocked at that though. Yeah. that he kind of, he went after Big Tone about like, a random article about his dad from Lord knows how long ago. Like, yeah, that was uh, not, and not a...
1: And a website that didn't appear to be very credible either. Yeah. Or
2: what, what website it even was. Was it like some rando news site?
1: Yeah. 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 Like
0: stuff that had absolutely sort of no real credence yeah. to it, apparently. Right. Yeah, that's considering, it. The, considering the stuff that we've... Not so subtly hinting at that he could have gone after on, on big time. That surely would be your plan of attack, yeah. wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, oh definitely. Yeah. But yeah, Orton's Teflon, nothing ever. Like even like you when even when the likes of Melter are reporting on it, they're like, yeah, Randy yeah, uh, Tony Khan mentioned that Randy Orton used the uh, the N-word in a Twitch stream, but mm-hmm. it's Randy Orton, he'll probably be fine. Um I mean obviously he didn't yeah. you know, he was tr- kinda using it in a jokey, rappery kind of way rather than like a hateful Hogan kind of way, but again, like there are gamers. He was using it in a Boris
1: Johnson sort of way, mate, where he just gets away with it because that's what we expect, and our expectations kind of define what we get from someone in many ways. Mm. So you know, calling Muslim women letter boxes and all the rest of it, whatever, war off a duck's back. Yeah,
2: mm. he does seem to get away with it. Yeah, he's a. Uh... Wrestling's Boris, maybe that's Randy. Uh, fucking hell! Are you, uh, are you all registered to vote, by the way. Are we all sorted. Should we, should we, should we oh, drive our, yeah. our listeners that the day this comes out is going to be the last day for everyone to do it. You know, we need to uh, counteract the likes of Will Cooling, who's uh, threatening to vote <laughs> Tory. If you listen to the uh, the last graphs and claps, I will continually spread the rumor that he's a Tory uh oh. i think he's a reform one i think is what he'd say he just very much uh is on the um the, the vote leave side unfortunately but yeah for the uh for those of our listeners who agree with us definitely get out and, uh, and get yourself yeah. registered uh today as your last chance
0: yeah it's it, it's really at this point in time it's time to shit or get off the pot when it comes to voting mm-hmm. the idea of going ah politics not interested when you leave your house, you walk onto a pavement. Who fucking put it there? <laughs> along with the road, along with the lights and everything else, even planting the trees. If you can't be asked to walk to a voting station, get to fuck. So and funny. if it's not the perfect person, vote, vote. You're voting for, oh, well, they may all well have done this. Yep, they're not perfect. What, get on with it. Can't vote for a terrorist, mate.
1: Oh fuck. Yeah, I've had a lot of that this week. Me and JP had to put some students to rights this week who mm-hmm. were referring to Corbyn as a terrorist and all the rest of it. Oh. All the old classic tropes. Uh, yeah. JP turned it into some anti-Ireland style rant as well mm-hmm. at the same time, which, you know, oh. very much for I had to explain who Tony Blair was to some of my students. I didn't know Tony fucking Blair was. Like this equivalent to me not knowing who Thatcher is when I like it when I was their age, mm-hmm. right? I can't think of a time where I didn't know Margaret Thatcher was. Mm. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. But a good Friday agreement I had to explain in some detail to yeah. get around Corbin and all sorts. Yeah, it's been a been a fun been a fun time. I feel like we're fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. I'm surprised,
2: really surprised you're running into it with students as well. Like that would you would think would be
1: or is it an Oxford thing? Like I thought that'd be like the Corbyn base. Um, Oxford Ooh. itself it voted like 70% remain. Yeah. Mm. And I think so. Oxford's a pretty liberal place for the most part. But There's a lot of remember, European
0: businesses and yeah. a lot of kind of tech stuff and even like motor racing as well. I mean, our friend Yao, he works
1: in that and that's the kind of north of the county. But you got a lot of, uh, you got to think about it. Centre of Oxford, what's it full of? Yeah. Think about that. Toffee-nosed public schoolboy educated students doing their PPE to prepare themselves for a seat in Parliament one day so they can carry on probably cutting our public services and making our lives better off while making hedge fund managers' lives better and those Tory donors' lives better at the same time while sacrificing the, you know, the rest of the country at the same time. So, Will, I probably didn't say this to you yesterday, vote Labour, mate. Hopefully, a second referendum. There's a promise of that. And if you're Alexa Tears, so's so Yeah, Get that Labour vote, in, pal. Yeah. Don't go with that shameful Tory vote for a fucking cla- racist clown, number one.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, come on. You're better than that.
0: A lot of this is kind of inspired by the fact when you were at Tetsujin, Beno mm.
1: that's
0: what we were watching. Oh, here. yeah. Was what was watching that debate? So I don't know if you got wind of it at all, because it appears not to have been covered all that much. No, like in the, well, say covered in this weird sense where the audience were laughing at Johnson. He was a complete fucking
1: shambles. Mm, that's unless thing. you
0: find his hair funny, in which case I think I don't know, there's
1: any hope. This is what I mean by an uphill battle. Swinson was absolutely awful on that debate, and if she she was so unbelievably bad that mm. it's covered for how bad Boris was. He's got a way of how bad he was based on how bad she was. But also, it's the media's reluctance to go full-on on Boris. That Jennifer R. Curry stuff hasn't got the coverage it deserves. If that was anyone else, that is getting mm. coverage to the high heavens. Even this headline of the BBC when they announced their manifesto. Compared to the Labour manifesto, Boris Johnson's plan for the country is a shopping list of promises, not an encyclopedia of ambitions. Is that fair coverage from a balanced news organisation? Like, to me... We're fighting an uphill battle based on little subtle messages and hints mm. like that that make out that wanting to invest heavily in public services and make people's lives better is pie in the sky. That's the fucking fight we're, we're facing yeah. here. Look at all the stuff based around, oh, the magic money tree, spending. Have you costed it? Yes. Wow, this is the problem here. This is the problem there. That Tory manifesto, have they costed that? No. I've not seen anything about them not costing that manifesto mm. today. Have you? No. No, nothing. No. No. Oh, you got me going. Different set of rules. (laughs) Different set of rules. I hate that party so much. I'll be dead in a ditch before I ever vote for the fucking Tories, because what they've done to people's lives in the last nine years is fucking disgusting. Remember
0: that as well when you go to the voting booth. What has happened over the last nine years?
1: And where are we now, based on the last nine years? Yeah. Yeah. And how people
0: may be felt in this country in 2016. After six years of, of Tory austerity, we've just not even getting anywhere near wrestling at the minute.
2: <laughs> and it's not like we've got sort of six... ten
0: minutes on poll. <laughs> we
2: have only got six minutes. Yeah, exactly. To it's not like there's
0: anything to talk about. <laughs> but, but all I would say is, is seriously, go out and vote.
1: Yeah, that's like, it. And ignore the Daily Mail, the Sun, yeah. the Tory Graph, the Times as well. Over the um, next few days, just ignore. Them. There was a
0: good thing at last election where somebody went into Tesco's, grabbed every every the Express,
1: copy. There's one I forgot.
0: Yep. Uh, and grabbed all the copies of the Daily Mail, went over to the where the milk was, mm. pulled out the entire bottom row of the big 6 pointers, which you know not everyone's picking up when they're doing the, the weekly shop, and put them right at the back of there and then put the milk back in, and like film themselves doing it. I'd advocate the same thing again and pick up the Express
1: while you're at it. <laughs> I like the subtle kind of vigilanteism there, taking the law into his yeah. own hands. That fella, you know, the co op probably, or the Tesco's probably, probably lost a bit of profit that day, but the sacrifice was worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. Not worth the bloody paper. They're printed on those papers. And that's the problem. <laughs> Uphill struggle. 80% of the print media, from a right wing perspective, Daily Mail. Is a toxic fucking newspaper, and they've kind of – how can I put it? They've taken people's kind of emotions, exposed them, and their emotions often kind of outweigh their actual political intentions in many ways, and it kind of clouds their vote, and they end up voting for something that's ultimately going to cause self-harm to their lives because they're lower earners, and they're going to benefit from – well, let's be honest. The uh, five, well, the investment in public services, but also the top five percent of earners being taxed more money. But you get cunts like that guy on Question Time, who apparently <laughs> is. Top 5% of earners, you know, and that kind of tells you the state this country and, and he and thought look,
0: doctors and solicitors were. Oh, and he's like, no idea how my doctors
1: are paid. You see the generalizations that twat was making. God, you've mm. really got me going. How do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> see, I was just trying to get a route
2: towards that article James, he linked us to with the different EastEnders characters and how they voted, but I don't think we can <laughs> even get there now, Joe. Doc Cotton, what?
0: Lead uh, voter, maybe? Not a lighter like though, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah if anyone's it was like a like a twitter thread of did you look at it joe i think did we send it to you no oh, i
0: haven't seen it uh, oh no we were sa- we said this yesterday we were gonna save it for today because mm. i'd read it and i was about to talk about it and then you were like no shut up this is today
2: literally in real life i will try and save podcast content up just because i know it's good stuff um but, yeah, I don't know if you would have any thoughts on that, Joe. I could send you the link if you like. Here we go.
1: Uh, but hit me with them. a couple of them. JP's got cool. it. Go so, on JP.
0: I'll go with a couple in it Um We spoke about this one yesterday. Dot Cotton, uh, le- leave. No. Do- doesn't recognise my London anymore when in- and anyone points out the amount of foreign people she's friends with. No, she goes, no. well, I didn't mean them, dear.
1: Dot, dot, if you ask me, is is a Labour through and through. 1945, she was evacuated to Wales in the war, remember? <laughs> You know, 1945 Labour government, revolutionary, post-war consensus, changed the country, Dart is Labour through and through, and I believe nothing else on that one. Okay. Don't know about June
0: Brown, but Dart is Labour through nah, and through. June Brown's proper Labour. Yeah, I reckon yeah. so. Do um, so I go for, uh, go for another couple, Benno? Yeah, go ahead. Grant, Grant Mitchell, leave postal vote
2: from his villa in Portugal. That one seems accurate. Yeah.
1: Grant, well, Ross Kemp himself uh, was married to Rebecca Brooks, wasn't he, until she mm. beat him up. And then he uh, backed Brown in 2008, I mm. remember. Yeah, so Ross Kemp himself's a big labour man. But um, Grant, now, you know, I reckon Grant as a character grew. Phil kind of stable, where he was. Grant spread his horizons. He went to Brazil. <laughs> yeah, he got his new wife in Brazil. He had a great time over there. He opened up his cafe over there. Now I reckon Grant would probably. Mm, I could see him being a bit aspirational, but I'm, I'm going with Grant Labour.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. Phil Mitchell
1: Remain. That seems None.
0: right. No, no.
1: <laughs> Phil Mitchell is leave through and through. I reckon Phil was considering a vote for the BNP in that sort of 2005 to nine period. <laughs> yeah. Definitely had a bit of a flirtation with UKIP at one point as well. I reckon. <laughs> Go ahead, JP. Sharon Remain. Uh, I reckon Sharon is apolitical because she's just too obsessed with I don't know makeup and um, uh, mourning her dad and Dennis or something. Yeah, Pat Butcher remain
0: uh, nah, controversial one.
1: Leave. I I agree
0: this that like she he says the reasoning being surprisingly good knowledge of Harold Wilson the EEC and the three day week you don't see that. I
1: don't buy that with Pat at all <laughs> yeah. surprisingly good knowledge of East End boozers. <laughs> Frank Butcher. Oh, he's got to be leave. Frank is a Tory through and through. Yeah, he's a West-class Tory. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: They've said on air, he and Pat had strong disagreements over the EU at points. That's why <laughs> they initially split up.
1: Yeah, I think I think they were pure Thatcherites in the 80s, a- Pat and Frank. A couple of quick... Peggy Mitchell. Go and have a guess. I think Peggy would would... I don't think she's got loyalty to any party. I think Peggy is a swing voter who would go between Labour and Tory. Mm. And I think it depends on how the government performed at that point in time. (laughs) But I could see her enjoying a bit of Thatcher in the 80s. But I could see her voting Labour before that, but coming back during the Mm. new Labour era. (laughs) Yeah, I think Peggy is a swing voter.
0: (laughs) Bianca, she doesn't
1: vote. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: kind of the blame, isn't it? Of oh, that one, JP. She's keen on yeah. the theatre that all politicians are liars and she doesn't trust yeah. a single one of them. Was going to vote Brexit, but they're not standard in her constituency. So Farage is a traitor to her now, too. Now she's going to vote <laughs> Tory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or she's just. Sonia. Oh,
0: sorry, Benny, you do a couple.
1: No, no, go for it. Go on. I'm enjoying this. Sonia. Sonia. Sonia works for the NHS, a nurse. Yeah. Sonia's Labour through and through. It basically says that, and she likes those those foreign nurses she works with in the NHS <laughs> as well. I reckon to Sonia, so she, Son, Sonia's all right, put a trumpet <laughs> away. She's fine. Martin I actually might have been a Labour man. I reckon Arthur was an old Labour man, public servant, sweeping the streets. You know, I think yeah, Labour would have made the Fowler's lives better. So I think Martin's a Labour man through and through. Family, Stacey, I, does she vote? <laughs> <laughs> Alfie Moon. Oh, there's a tough one. You know, again, I think swing. I mean, he's going to swing. Because okay. I can see Alfie thinking he's a bit aspirational, he's a bit of a white boy, mm. got his flash shirts on and all the rest of it. But I think ultimately he knows that the Labour Party would probably make his life a little bit better. And he's probably going to be better off because he's never going to be making his millions. He's a bit of a grafter, isn't he? A bit mm. of a wheeler and dealer. So I could see him kind of swinging between. Yeah, I could see him being a swing voter.
0: Okay. On here it says leave. When questioned on this, he puts his arm round whoever is asking and says, let's just be friends, yeah? But shakes his head whenever he hears a Polish accent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which... Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Kat Slater? Again, I just don't think she takes any interest. I mean, like she's a total Remainer. I think she's interested in no one but herself. Big Ian one here, Beale. Beale. Oh, Tory. <laughs> <laughs> Look business leaves. Yeah, Bill would be a lever as well. But aspirational Tory, 80s, loads of money sort of era when Bill was making his pound note, you know. Death, the Bill Empire, he's definitely a Tory. It's got four iterations of Ben Mitchell. (laughs) There's the four. There's four. I was going
2: to say that on Martin, the different versions of Martin, but I didn't know there were four Ben Mitchells. Oh, yeah. The youngest one was particularly annoying. I remember how bad that
0: that was. They've gone Lexit for him, second one, Leave. We're well, sort of in his teenage years. Third one, remained. <laughs> him angry about it. Fourth one, Leave. Voted by shooting a gun through the window of the polling station He went straight through the Leave box, but he was aiming for Remain. <laughs> now Phil's really disappointed with him.
1: Uh, Lib Dem.
2: <laughs> there you go. If anything says more Lib Dem, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, fuck me. If you want to read it it yourself, at Suju Kose, JP, on Sorry, that, but, no, I was going to say, is it at Sue's UK on? Is the Twitter, isn't it? Definitely
0: Suze follow. Kemper, yeah, yeah, give it a very, very, very good on that. I think she's a, I think,
1: I think she's a comedian, is she? I yeah, no she idea. is. Yeah, I yeah. could go for a few more of them if she wants to put them up as something. <laughs> I,
2: I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, <laughs> let's get you both on a podcast.
1: You can go back and forth. Um... Yeah, I'd be up for that.
0: Save it for the Patreon. There you go. Do the entire
1: square. No one's going to want to listen to that. No one's going to pay for that. People have asked me if you'll do
2: East Enders recaps weekly, Joe, so I don't know about that.
1: Watch it weekly.
2: <laughs> but you have to if we're getting paid.
0: For you it. are entering into East EastEnders season. As you're what, tailing away from oh, New yeah. Japan.
1: I'll start. I'm going to start in the next couple of weeks for the Christmas. For Christmas, I always always get back into it for a bit. Ba- up- basically replace New Japan for Inbeno mm-hmm. at this yeah. point.
2: Just give us some updates as you go, Joe. That's all we ask.
1: Okay, that I'll probably start watching it again this week, maybe next week. I'll talk to my girlfriend, see what she wants to do, because she's... We're, yeah, we always get proper in the swing of things for Christmas. See the odd episode now, and then... If people want to pay me to watch it, I will happily do that. I did, Minty is on a... Uh, I am a already get me out of there, though. Is he? Yeah, he's doing all right on there. Yeah. yeah. They put him and Kurt from Coronation Street on there, and I thought, if they go on like Minty and Gary... And, like, Les and Kirk, and thought, let's just combine them. Two great double acts from soap history, like, just, com- like, take one of each. Kind of like when um, Robert Gibson and Marty Gennetti toured as the rockin' rockers. <laughs>
0: yeah. Remember
2: that? <laughs> what a team.
0: Oh, Jesus. Gibson would, wouldn't be, like, he'd have seen Ricky Morton in a stage from time to time, but, Christ, he really <laughs> would, out of the frying pan and into the fire, teaming with Marty Gennetti. Jesus. Uh.
2: Anyway, that was, that was th- thoroughly enjoyed. That <laughs> only half an hour in with uh, loads of <laughs> reviews to do, but oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, what I was going to mention as well, just before we do get into the big reviews, just a couple of couple more wrestling news notes. Just uh, the kind of just to pick up where we left off last week. Uh, I don't know if you've got any big picture thoughts on it, but CM Punk did do WWE backstage. It was really awkward. I don't know if you guys watched it, but it really did feel like, I think he still thinks in his head he's signed to be like a serious Fox analysis and he's going on about the SmackDown dog segment being bad creative, all the while Booker T's standing there doing his whole, my boy D Bry kind of stick. It was just a weird kind of like... It just it's a culture clash, really. I mean, they played like a five minute video of fans begging for him to come back where he just kind of stood Ooh. there and looked really awkward. Then he buried Rollins trying to get in a feud with him. And I know people have took that as oh, Punk's playing up the feud. No, I think he just really detests Seth Rollins. And then he was just like, Yeah, well the women in the NXT stuff's good. Um uh, and everything else sucks was basically what you got out of him. It was Reddit level analysis is the way uh, I've been putting it. I enjoyed them trying to wind up uh, Renee with the uh, trying to bring up Moxley, which again, banned him on that, on that, on that show. But for me, it was kind of what I expected that a few to have uh, got any particular notes on it following last week.
1: Uh, I was just uh, like the, that video package they showed that led up to his entrance to the ring. Mm. It was it looked like Savage entering at WCW, you know, when he debuted at Disney. Oh yeah, yeah. That was mm. So weird. It looked like that. It mm. was just I like, was like, this is shit. Yeah. Like this is your like this is a comeback. It's not really a comeback, it's like a sort of comeback. Like this mm. can't be considered a comeback. It was yeah, it, it was just an interview on it. Like, yeah, he's a screen presence. He's got some charisma, but ah, as little things when he said, like wrestling could be so much better. It's like, why are you here then? Yeah. If you think, Mm. don't do it. Like, if you think that, go to AEW where they're trying to make a difference and they're they're making a genuine concerted effort. Mm. I don't think he can go. No, I don't don't know. he He knows he can't go and he can't live up to the standard. And since he was the best in the world, the style and the stand you've got to live up to has grown and changed. Mm. They've so much in that time. he oh, yeah. just get left behind. Yeah.
2: T- TV matches on AW would be a better fit if he was ever going to do it. But uh, I had that same feeling, Joe. Like I know, you know, we were saying last week when we were maybe disagreeing on the AW side and, you know, whether they could have made the play for him. But just hearing him say things like, you know, well, I'm, I'm 41 and, you know, I've learned to never say never and stuff like that about a match gives gives the CM Punk work and be hope. But just him being there just undermines just his credibility. is this voice of the mm. voiceless thing. And like I, I just felt like he, he came across, like, and he said that himself, someone who's just not watched any wrestling in the last five years, didn't know who Baron Corbin was. Like, he just... Good. <laughs> he dodged good a bullet there, did not he? But I also think, it, I reckon he's not watched a single minute of AEW's TV. I bet you that too. <laughs> Because I wonder if he if he had maybe maybe it might have got something tingling in him. I don't know. That's just the uh, the punk fanboy in me though. He just he really just seemed like he was there for a payday. And, and in fairness to him, you know he was gonna be as honest as you can be in that environment. But still, mm-hmm. uh, there, there are certain subjects. He was going into like the softball subject, wasn't he? It's hardly like a, a revelation to say that uh, that that dog segment was bad or the WWE is overproduced.
0: Yeah, I think I heard I'd say on Voice of Wrestling. It's like, when you're discussing ACH and Saudi Arabia, then mm. I'll have an interest in that show. Only Until Eden? then, it's like watching the entertainment channel, the mm. E! channel. It's yeah. fluff. Yeah. It's oh. really what oh, it is. Yeah. Trying to masquerade as kind of a, a version of UFC tonight, which in and of itself was kind of censored at points. Mm. But, yeah, this is... It's going to kill the specialness because once the novelty of this is... well. Even like the backstage numbers, I'll be I'll be interested to see the trajectory it goes over the next few weeks.
1: I'm no interest in seeing him wrestle. Yeah, time. but honestly, I think he's killed my interest in it by doing this rubbish. Eh, um, to, a, to a degree, that's how I feel. The best thing he did, the best bit of advice he gave was his Twitter advice to Rollins. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like you, it really did. Yeah, just delete your Twitter, mate. Uh, yeah. yeah. Especially so Rollins. Rollins. is an idiot. If he oh. thinks that's going to get him a match, like, yeah. it's the kind of thing Punk's going to rebel against. He's no. a contrarian. He will do everything he can not to yeah. go with the status quo oh, yeah. or with what people want, as in this move, for example. Mm. So, yeah, Rollins probably does need to shut up. He's not going to get his match if he carries on the way he is.
2: Um, did you another note from last week as well? We got a lot of feedback on our is dead talk. And um, one thing we didn't really kind of touch on, I think we normally do it, just didn't come up in this sub because we were talking about how you know at the top level, what we're missing is you know you know I that NXT UK has kind of caused problems at the top level of Brit Rez which is kind of what we mean. Mm. Brit Rez is dead. That top level watched around the world, matches of the year, wrestlers of the year, feuds of the year is kind of gone. I think a big part of that story, people mentioned, you know, we didn't really talk about the fact that well. A lot of it is, well, Ospreay, Zach Sabre, Marty, even Pach, but mainly those first three, they're gone too. But again, yep. one thing I always say back to people on that as well, yeah, but that's because they've taken a natural step to the Absolutely. next level. Yes. The best, probably the best wrestler in the world, and he's been signed by one of the best companies in the world to be put in a top-line Maybe not the top of the card, but a, you know a prominent position to have these great matches. He's not been buried in a in a locker down south at the uh, the NXT UK Combine. Uh, there's yeah. a bit of a difference there, but but it is a big part of the story, isn't it? That's kind of what's you know a, another thing that's affecting our say match of the year. Yeah, but they're
1: still sort of around. They're still sort of around. Uh, Zach was in my highest rated British match of the year. Which one? Um, the tag match, time. the Aussie Open one, or was that it was mm. that was, was the second highest? I can't remember. Ah, they're we still sort the round. They're kind of half around. Yeah, Marty's not at all. But, but he wasn't having their matches, was he, Marty? Either
2: yeah, that's the other thing. He was a character. He wasn't
1: the, the last year. Yeah, he definitely wasn't the last year. He kind of worked out a way to work smartly. That last year, he was working here. but. Uh, yeah, that's, a, like you say, Benham, that's a complete natural progression. Like, at the end of the day, I think Will Ospreay would have been happy probably being like a Matt Letizia and just plying his trade at Rev Pro for the rest of his career, having great matches. But mm. in the way that Matt Letizia did make that natural progression to the next step Spurs and the big money, yeah, yeah, we signed Under the contract Venables. and then uh, was like, no, I don't want it because his wife did want to move at the time, yeah. Um, Will Ospreay's taken that step. And is doing great things and good on him, and it's great to watch. Whereas many guys have taken that next step, and it's like, ah, oh, cool. That's this it. This is good. Yeah. Oh, but they're going to get to go to Houston on the 25th of January, <laughs> where it's going to be NXT UK against. The NXT. So, what
0: the fuck? We've yeah, already got... Oh, no, I
1: thought
0: we had the brand supremacy, so not fourth one.
1: Jesus. Dave, fuck Dave oh Mastiff Christ. in Houston, mate. They're all going to be living the dream. They're going to be getting on a flight to America, getting off a plane and going to an arena, like a big one in America, where there's going to be a WWE ring set up. So they're all going to live the dream. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Gallus <laughs> in Houston.
2: <laughs> Honestly, like, if, if you've got any, like if you think that do the take nxt uk seriously at all just watch survivor series from sunday and watch walter be the first man out of that that big survivor series mm, remember, that Wa- remember walter who david star couldn't beat like all it took was, was it, is that it claymore click is that drew galloway's move like all, yeah that's all and it not took. even
0: a particularly good one at that <laughs> and he's i like drew i like i'll say drew galloway um but yeah,
2: oh, McIntyre, that cla-
0: that one wasn't even it wasn't even good because it was just after the sort of shotgun drop kick that he'd done on um, Braun Strowman, hadn't it? Mm. Mm.
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, me it. and JP watched that, and those those lads came out on that Survivor Series team. And I was like, "That's a fucking team, is that?" Yeah. Riddle was making us laugh on the entrance, yeah. weren't they? Wow. I was enjoying it at first. You, I was like, you know what?
2: Oh, I love that about Riddle, that even though he's on WWE TV, he's still... You know, the way no one, like, slaps hands with fans anymore. He doesn't care. Yeah. He's just Matt Riddle. He's paying attention to the dudes in the front row the same way he would in a 100-seat building in Manchester or, like, Northern yeah. London or, or something. I love that. About or him.
1: outside a pub in Preston. <laughs> that too. <laughs> That's him. He's a hero. He's a proper hero. Yeah. But we were enjoying it. What well, I was like, this is all right, this. The water mm. in there dominating. Then that happened. It was yeah. like, I just... I, I said to JP this match is interesting because riddle and walter clearly don't really give a fuck Mm. but i think they know walter doesn't give a fuck because they got him out of there so quickly i think vince just took one look at him didn't he was like no (laughs) he's he's a big lad
2: but he's not a, a vince body is he like that's what it felt like to me um I, I I hated that, but I'm gonna say I, I like the overall match. I did enjoy it. Maybe it was the perverse enjoyment of how yeah. much oh, I hated Rollins, it. like as everybody, yeah. they, and they were booking him in such a way that, like, you know, he he, he took out um, what's his name from Chicago. Um blanking on his name Ali sorry I'm forgetting which which name he lost but he's Mustafa Ali again isn't he? he's not Mustafa or Ali but like he took him out like you know what I mean it's like do you want him to get booed like he's taken out all the fan favorites every time it looked like he was about to eliminate people people were already booing in anticipation about what he was about to do so I enjoyed that on on like on some level but also I did enjoy like the big bot like the Big bomb element of it, you know, the Keith Lee go back and forth with Robin, and just the absurdity of of that very statement. Uh, there was definitely something to be said yeah. for this match on like a perverse entertainment yeah. level.
1: It, I gotta say, we were watching it, and I was mm. a bit annoyed at the wild things. For fuck's sake, of course. Mm. And there was some stuff I got from the match that I did enjoy. Mm. Like it was quite a fun match; it was structured quite well. But you are looking at it, and you are like, "There is Riddle, Keith Lee, Ricochet." uh it's even like Tommaso Ciampa basically doing their indie gimmicks mm. still and then you look across the ring and you've got the worst of the WWE in terms <laughs> of like Baron Corbin Randy Orton I love Chad Gable Shorty Jean G. Shorty G. Oh, G like, he's taller than Ali this is like the weirdest Mac, Mac mix of like indie greats from the last year and some of the worst, most annoying mm. wrestlers I've possibly ever seen in my life. Like pure Vince-style shite yeah. against indie work. Sure about The Fiend in there, just to complete the look. Ah, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what a bizarre match. i got to say, there was one point I said to JP, if Riddle pins Orton, I'm going to lose my shit. Yes! And he pinned Orton. <laughs> it was a troll move. Rid- Mate, Riddle was a worker, though. He got, he knew that what was going on. He went, right, I'm going to get myself over even more after this fall. I'm not going to have this pause. I'm going to do the bro stuff. He got over even more. He had him chanting it. He got himself over as a face even more for that troll. Because it was a clear fucking troll. Yeah. And then that happened. I said to JP, though, when he was doing that, I said, Corbin's pinning him. I actually turned to you and said that, didn't I? Yeah. The camera angle, like the shot they use at that moment in time, their stuff is so transparent and I'm so used to it from years mm. of their, their shite that it was almost like they channeled it happening before it happened and it happened. It's so bloody predictable. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's them all over
2: us there. It? And it's like they, they played into your expectations and they lived up to them in a lot of ways. But what, what, one thing I would say that, like, I, I you know, we'll give them a lot of shit. But I think again, I think it was Voices uh, giving them far too much credit lately. Who pointed it out? Uh, I think it was on Twitter that, that, that the Keith Lee Roman segments at the end of the match. Yeah, it was like it was like all of a sudden they would remembered how to make a star. It, that's yeah. what it, it was like. You know, like that was like five minutes of like great spotlight for Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. I probably would have put him over myself, but you know, but, same. It's Roman, mm. so whatever. But like, I, I honestly, I thought that was like that was it. like the crowd were ready for it. It almost felt the trolling was worth it to get to this moment where we actually got something and we got Keithley. And if there's a if there's a Vince McMahon wrestler among this NXT lot, uh, you know, Keithley again, similar to Walter, maybe he hasn't got the the bodybuilder physique, but he's a bit bigger than Walter. Mm. Vince has always he's tightened
0: been. up the physique ever so slightly. Mm.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, Just he's a looking tiny better, bit, isn't he? And he's got charisma. Yeah. He's got personality. He can cut a promo. Maybe it should be such a prize that uh, the Vince clearly likes him because that was a, that was a really nice moment and it was great to see.
0: It really was. Um, it was it was great fun and I think like the overall dynamic of having people I really like up against some of the people I really dislike <laughs> yeah. is always one that's going to effectively get a reaction from me mm-hmm. and it's a bit of a roller coaster. And even though I, I knew I knew what the finish was, Joe didn't know what it was when we were watching it.
1: I had no idea about. It. I was I didn't even know the team yeah. yet until they came out.
0: that's true I didn't know the other two teams and that was an interesting dynamic I mean NXT clearly had the fans on side but I'm assuming a lot of them were at the takeover, the night before yes they haven't got the time of them
2: yeah exactly they're all coming out wearing like Raw and Smackdown like the, the things on the on their arms rather than the yeah. shitty blue and red t shirts, which I appreciated. But, but yeah, those t shirts—you know, no fans sat in the crowd with with their blue SmackDown t shirts on. No one gives a fuck. SmackDown as a brand and something you support isn't a Coming thing, up- is it? Like, but NXT oh. is. So yeah, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it?
0: That's it, and and the whole brand supremacy thing is dumb mm. necessarily. Mm. It's I don't know if it was a battle between vanilla Coke and cherry Coke for the supremacy of Coke, even though you know that...
1: Vanilla all day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> even though you know that Coke and Diet Coke are still going to be leading it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. It's all the same thing. And it's like some of these lot, about what? How long goes that draft? I'm going to say a month. It could be two months. Christ knows in the weird bubble that they live in. But they were on another brand. Mm. That load of them came from NXT. There's no kind of like the way the the only logical way you could do it would require them to be kind of you know slightly worried about going back and doing something at nxt because they they would feel a sense of loyalty but it's just like no put that blue t-shirt on me and i will kill for you that's (laughs) and that's
1: and that's how it is i was here a week ago but now i'm feeling the loyalty of Fox, Friday night's my night, well, man. Do you remember, Another like,
0: thing, the they music to... they came out to as well
1: mm. was the music from SmackDown and <laughs> Raw. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I didn't know the themes. I was like, what is this? What is this music? Like, you know, Vince, just think, like, he
2: thinks, like, this stuff makes, like, remember when they used to do the drafts where all the wrestlers would be sacked backstage and, like, Randy Orton would get drafted to SmackDown and Mark Henry and, like, fucking... I don't know, like some other mid-card jobber would be like high-fiving and hugging, like, yeah, we got Randy Orton on SmackDown. You know, I mean, you're not a sports team. You're going to have to wrestle them. At some, it makes no sense. But in Vince's mind, brand supremacy. C- counters all. Uh, they're all very loyal to the, to Team Blue and Team Red. The
1: but, brand. Yeah, the brand,
0: yeah. It's hey, fight, fight for my love, kids. That's what <laughs> That's you all have awesome. to do. Uh,
1: let's think about the real world for a second, right? How many people have been in jobs where they would fight for their job against another job? You reckon they're better than them? So it'd be like me and JP fighting for our college against the college down the road because we're so loyal and like it's flowing in our veins. Yeah. Like, no, how many people have like that much loyalty and like it's just it's just not realistic, is it? Beno, when you were to quick save, would you have? loyally fought for quicksave against the orange brand of happy shopper because you're so passionate about the red and white of quicksave. Like,
2: I, I mean, I, I, I was very passionate about quicksave, Joe. I mean, it was a good shop, no frills, but they told me yeah. some good things. But no, I don't think I'd fight. I don't think I'd fight over it. When I used to work in a uh, bargain booze when I was when I was younger, I don't think I'd have fought against booze buster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get anyone... And that's the thing, isn't it? It's not... <laughs> They're trying to, in a way, they're trying to treat it like it's a real sport. But again, no one's got any, any connection to to Rora or raw SmackDown, so you're never gonna mm. get that element of it. And the wrestlers themselves, like you say, have got no no tie to, to their employee. This isn't WCW versus uh, WWE for as much as they uh, they want to try and do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, I love, I like. The interpromotional stuff and the feud we were talking about off it, I like briefly mentioned, but have mentioned before, Ring of Honor, CZW, as being like something that has a, like kind of a genuine dynamic to it. This doesn't, mm, no. And so ultimately, in watching this match, I enjoyed it, but not for the reasons that they would have kind of planned for to a degree. Mm. If that makes any sense. Oh, no. So. I like, was like, I care less about it. I wanted, I wanted NXT to win, to win because there's wrestlers I like on it. It was just sort of as simple as that.
1: That's
2: it, yeah. And I, I enjoyed it. I gave it three point seven five on Grapple with. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: mate, I went four I went stars. Four, four. Wow. Yeah, I, get, I yeah, mean, I was into it. What I the, the War Games
2: matches? Wow. Oh, that's interesting because I went a bit higher on one of those War Games matches. But we can get into that. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought probably the match of the show. I mean, what else did, what else did you see on the show? I saw myself. I saw Ray and Brock. I really enjoyed that too. Oh, that was great fun.
0: That was that was bloody good
1: fun. That was the it well-booked
2: was like, Brock Lesnar match, wasn't it? That was what you yeah,
0: wanted. that's exactly what we, the
2: we Dominic were saying.
1: and Ray stuff was all. I love that double six-one-nine. So that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic got booked better than Walter. Let that sink in. He looks <laughs> like him. <laughs> God, <laughs> he really he does. does,
2: doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's done it. it Walter did the six-one-nine on some Fight Club Pro show, I think, as like a off of that because they really they do. He could be the <laughs> other son of Rey Mysterio, Walter Easy.
0: Uh, that was really good fun. And it's like one of those points where you think, oh, it reminds you of the AJ match. It reminds you of the Brian match where he goes in there and, and he's, he's looking forward to working with Ray and he's looking forward to what they're going to be able to do. And they did it well. And, it, and it, and those matches when he doesn't don't overstay their welcome as well. So the Dominic stuff coming with the towel. I mean, we're creasing up now. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm not there worried about Dominic. I'm just like, I'm I'm looking forward to the bit where he just starts beating shit out of him. Although the fear would have been whether or not they're, I think you'd said at the time that they're going to do a takeoff of MJF.
1: Well, let's be honest. They've been doing a takeoff for the last few weeks of the brawl on the home on the go home show before full gear, haven't yeah. they? Where they've just copied that over and over again, but they've had coloured T-shirts on rather than being a legitimate feud. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna. F- 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 thank God they didn't because mm-hmm. that would just been fucking awful. Let's be honest here. But yeah, we're gonna get Dominic against Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you reckon that's the match? I'd book it. Two
2: Minute Squash on Smackdown, I'd take it, or Raw, whichever show they're on, I don't even know. I could do it.
1: I'd be a furry. I, I could watch it. Dom's execution was all right. I was expecting
0: it to be a lot worse, okay. considering his level of experience. Brock Splash
1: wasn't great. It wasn't oh, like mate, his dad's It fun. was all right. Consider the genes. Eddie Guerrero being <laughs> being his old man, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, underrated period in Smackdown, that. Not, not even underrated. I think, actually, widely agreed. One of the better eras of Smackdown, that. The, uh, the Eddie Ray stuff. And you know Brock's got that connection as well from that uh, that big match where Eddie beat him for the belt. What was what year was that? It was right before Mania. No way oh, out, two thousand. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, great match that. Uh, I gave you know what I was I'm just looking at Grapple actually three stars is the average for that. I'm kind of shocked.
1: <laughs> I went higher than well, that. Uh, I went three and a half on that it was short, yeah, it was short and sweet and yeah, really same. good for what it was. Yeah, of the higher
0: echelon of Lesnar matches in recent years.
2: Harsh rated on the the Grapple app today.
0: Um, did you
2: watch anything else on the Pop Up?
1: Uh, the main event was fucking awful. Oh, it was that terrible. I don't know. It was boring as... Uh, what else did we watch? We watched... It was uh, Adam Cole Pete Dunn. Yeah, mm. which was very good. I, How yeah. was that?
2: I got back after that started, unfortunately. I only really watched a couple of matches uh, when I got him.
0: Uh, I, personally, I thought it was good. It was a better Pete Dunn match than we've seen from him recently. It felt was,
1: less rehearsed. Yes. It felt like he didn't have time to rehearse that one over and over again.
0: It did, and the last few minutes, there's some there's some really good stuff happening in there as well. I wouldn't mind see, seeing a kind of rematch from it, and the crowd got into it towards the end as well. Mm. One of the things I didn't like, and this kind of links almost away from Survive Series and TakeOver, is you've got the fact that Cole's out there wrestling <laughs> a like 20-minute long match, after taking that yeah. bump in yeah, the war the games, bump. which they showed. His and I'll make another Pete Dunn's legs taping was just as bad. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. did you fucking see what happened to Cole Christ? It's yeah. not
2: really comparable. Wrestling in it. You tape up the ribs and then they, they you know,
1: you're good to go. It's sound. Yeah, go for I said, it. I said to JP, like the, it made the Walter figure more ridiculous because let's book logically, Tommaso Ciampa was in that war games. He'd been through hell the night before, as had Riddle. As I had Keith Lee, right? So you could easily have, say, Champer go out first and you could have him say an injury from the night before. Whereas mm. Walt was coming in fresh and he's going out after three minutes mm. for a weak kick. Mm. It's, it just exposes the stupidity of their booking mm. through and through.
2: That's it, because the, the end goal at the end of the night was to to put NXT over wasn't it like NXT won the night strong with like all you know if you you care about the the brand supremacy stuff they did you know put them over the majority of the matches even having Shayna Baszler win at the end like they in principle they're doing the right thing there it's just the elements of it isn't it it's the it's the it's like you know in principle them running the like coming out on Smackdown and doing a running would be a big moment but the following Triple H, Shawn Michaels and Road Dogg on the on the oh. DX wagon or whatever, and they're the stars, and it's just that they're the kids chasing them. Like, you know, most of this is just Triple H. is probably politicking for it because it's like... Yeah. We've gone from Triple H holding, like, the, the smaller wrestlers down to Triple H kind of... The smaller wrestlers are, like, proxies of himself now, so it's more about getting himself and his brand over, so that's kind of the end goal, and they kind of get there, but they do get there in some weird fucking ways.
0: Yeah, they do, don't they? And it's the kind of... <laughs> it's the kind of bigger thing I'd say with the weekend that I don't think, I mean, if they're going to be having pay-per-views, which are going to involve all three brands, mm. then you can't be doing the takeovers the day before, because in some ways I think they kind of, I said to Joe at one point, I was, I was like, watching, it, I was like, it's what the fuck's going on with all this? It's like all of these people who the night before trying to kill each other in the war games are teaming up oh, the next yes. day. It's, that
1: is ridiculous. It, it's, it's yeah. So like, the women. The,
0: yeah. Yeah. The logic is just They're all, all, over they're all the best place.
1: friends the next day for brand supremacy.
0: Well, <laughs> as soon as that T yeah, as soon as the, the armband in air case is on, it's like you forget about everything else. Brand um, meadings brand, mate. It's it's funny because really the big thing about this is they've had Survivor series. So the question is what happens tonight? what happens this week? What happens those next couple of weeks? What are they going to be doing? I know obviously the rumble is going to be the next kind of big show and you're going to have ver- various people from all three brands. I imagine in that as well, then in what, ca- what are they actually going to be doing in this? Cause you can't, you can sort of see it's horribly cynical, but none of we, none of us have any faith in Vince to kind of go, no, we're playing this out long term to maybe we're going to really build and establish it. In his mind, it's like, well, you won last night, so Raw gets back uh, on top tonight.
1: This is a concerted effort, I think, to try and beat AEW, isn't it? To try and make mm. the brand look strong and make it look like there are stars mm. on there so they can pop a rating on a Wednesday.
0: But they're okay. dumb and they'll fight with themselves. You know what they're like. They'll, they'll, it's like they'll, they'll kind of forget well, that very obvious thing that they would normally do. Well, they've
1: made Keith Lee look strong, but I'll mm. be honest, I fear for him long term, because Vince will probably look at him at one point and go, hey, it's Christmas coming up, Black Santa. Fucking He'll, hell. Think, <laughs> of him, he'll think of him as like, hey, he looks like a teddy bear. He'll be like as like Mr. Burns, right, with Bobo the bear or something. <laughs> and think Keith Lee's his teddy bear and some like... Oh alternative universe like i just don't trust vince new nation of domination
2: is he going to follow the ahmed johnson career trajectory is that what we're getting uh
0: (laughs) you just don't have any like because he's different yeah and he's you and he's and he's unique and it was weird actually in terms of some of his facial expressions as well because i think that was part of the really the biggest thing of kind of getting him over and it was like that fire that was in him which actually at times a lot of his character is Kind of playing the complete opposite of that, but yeah. how he holds his cool in these in these kind of quite serious, you know, heavy duty matchups. Mm. And here he's kind of really showing that fire. But you know what Vince is like. You know he loves that dumb comedy shit, and you know. Uh, that he has got not a fucking ounce of tact within him. So he's going to straddle him with some horrible gimmick to the point where he'll probably, Shorty G will look good by comparison.
1: He'll <laughs> be given a Christmas presents within the next month.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Nailed on. But then again, let's just hope, you know, they stick to this NXT as its own thing. Mm. And, they, and, and, oh. he, and he never leaves. Because, like, that's what they're trying to do, isn't it? You know, throwing Kevin Owens over there, throwing... Finn is he Ballin, actually
1: is he? on NXT? Because he was on the raw side in the match.
2: Apparently that's where they're going. Um, yeah. that's been
1: the oh, I've just a had a thought. What Chad Gable, Shorty G, is gonna be a Christmas elf for <laughs> the next month.
0: <laughs> oh
1: it's the role he was born to play.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. But but even then, like you know, if they do bring Owens over or you know, LinkedIn to take over, like they, they brought Balor over, and on paper, that's a big start, makes sense. But, like, I watched the Balor match on TakeOver and I was like, you know what? I've got no real interest in Finn Balor and NXT anymore. He's been there. He's done that. I know it's different with the heel shtick, but, I, you know, again, I'm a man. I am would have had you know Riddle go over him any day of the week. And they're, they're obviously, you know, he is a star Balor, and I think he is somebody who's got to be rated for them. But as far as, like, creatively doing something interesting in NXT with him, I mean, I guess we'll see. Maybe there is legs in this heel stuff and, the you know, they're going towards... You know, something with you know the Gargano or Champ or whoever it's gonna be, but yeah, I thought that 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 was interesting as well as far as uh, a match goes and as far as booking goes. So, yeah, they're definitely uh they're going strong with Balor on NXT. I think we're probably like you said, if they if they're wanting to beat AEW on Wednesdays, I think we are. We're going to get a lot out of this, and I think uh, Owens is probably going to be next.
1: Balor three and a half star ceiling.
2: That's mm.
0: what you got. Yeah, that's it. I, I can't... I've seen this yet, unbelievably, and if you sort of the the version of Balor I like, which we think of as the Black Island shirt, early Bullet Club version of sort of heel Baller. Hmm. It's it's not him, is it? He's not doing that.
1: He's well, trying to. against Matt Riddle. So I know. A dream <laughs> think that,
0: and I haven't got round to watching it yet. Oh, I, do uh, I think, think
1: Matt Riddle would rather set you on as an Irishman, to be honest though, mate, than Baller. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> in many ways. He's actually born there in fairness to him. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah that <laughs> I don't know where to go from there you went three and a half I will grapple for that one like I say ball ceiling I went three thought it, it was a match uh, I mean I, I've seen all the war games I watched it on the train down to uh, down to London and then watched the main event on the way back it sounds like I maybe be higher than you on the opener but you know it sounds like you liked it as well Joe I thought the the women's world games match was, was really well I thought really well maybe there were little issues with maybe the structure mm. of it but overall I thought it was really well worked I thought all of the the women involved, uh, especially, you know, yeah, Dakota Kai, I thought she was great in her role. Rhea Ripley comes across as an absolute star at this point. Uh, Io Shirai, again, is perfect in her role she's as, the best. as a baby face. She's yeah. awesome. Uh, when she went up to the top of the cage, like that was just <clears throat> incredible. Even Kaylee Ray looked good in there as she's used to doing those kind of plunder matches. I thought it was... You know, unfortunately, they did the Tegan Knox injury stuff, but other than that, I felt like they—they, they, you know, unfortunate for her, I suppose. But again, even she played played well as a uh, as selling that beat down. It came across as real. Uh, would I would have liked to see Regal uh, sell a little bit more than he uh, than he did there for Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe take a bump or something. I don't know. Uh, but all in all, I thought, yeah, I think the character work in this thing at least was was top notch, and yeah, I really really enjoyed the, especially the the last ten minutes of it.
1: I can see why you think that. Uh, for me, I just did nothing for me. I thought, yo, oh, sure. I-, 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 I kind of agree with you on the individual performances. I think one of the problems is, I think it's a, a, just an irrational dislike for Dakota Kai I've got. I just hate her facial expressions. I hate her mopiness. She reminds me, of, like, Aaron, Nixon Newell's relationship. It reminds me of, like, a couple of characters in, like, Neighbours, where you've got, like, these two friends, and one of them slightly more confident and gets more attention off, like, blokes and one of them's like a bit of a mope and she's always like moaning about why she's not getting the attention like a sky mangle and one of her mates or something (laughs) Uh, and dakota yeah joe mangle's daughter it just reminds me of like someone who's just moping around next to the more confident one not getting the attention she wants and she just flips out and then you get some sad sad music that plays over the top and i thought the beat down if i'm honest ben i was a bit over the top It's dakota it's Dakota Kai. I quite like the beatdown. Yeah, it was was Ah, really right. it too. Uh, It was just its a problem on my part. If it was anyone else, mm. I'd probably have bought it. It's Dakota it, Kai.
0: I didn't see it coming. And it was done with a kind of an appropriate... Did you didn't see coming? What, the... So, well, I've not been following NXT. So I was yeah, watching this completely like of... I really had been paying zero attention before the stories. I was like flicking through the entrances as well, to be honest mm. with you. So I was like, okay, fine. So when the attack happened, I was like, oh, shit. Mm. It was quite well done. The issue I had was the idea of two beating four. Like, I don't know. Uh, it I didn't sit well.
1: Uh, I understand. get what they're
0: trying to achieve. And it's that idea of they do get to the place where Rhea Ripley, and you're wanting to build it up against against Shane but I completely get that kind of stuff. I thought Mia Yim was going to, apparently, because she'd been in, taken out. I think they'll mention did, the yeah. the, oh, did it on the pre-show. Oh, did on the pre-show. I
1: turned yeah. on, it on Okay. As, I was watching Match of a Day. The so I assumed she'd come or. limping out.
2: Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I could see that as like a story beat they could have done. But, I, you know, I did not have a problem with them putting the babyfaces over. I think maybe, the know, part of J.P.'s were so used to them being so shit at booking babyfaces. Yeah. But actually, booking, you know, especially, I know Candace LeRae was there too. But booking Rhea that strong, considering the clear potential she's got, I didn't yeah. mind it. I, I mean, I, I, I think because of. I mean, the, the leg up it had like on the men's match, you know, again, I didn't, you know, the first five minutes or so were a bit awkward, but then they really got into it. I ended up going four and a half stars on it. Like it's one of oh, my favorite. Yeah, WWE I, I don't go that high on a WWE match ever. Um, But I think the difference was like I comparing and contrast like the, the men's match, it was just big bumps. But I think this, it had hmm. a story. Yeah, there was more the, of a story this one. They really sucked me in with it. Like I say, the big heel turn, the baby faces overcoming uh, I was bang into it, uh, but I do get it. Yet, yeah, if you don't like the people involved, then I can see that criticism.
1: It's not that I dislike everyone involved. I mean, in fact, I quite like a lot of the people involved. But just the one. I don't know. <laughs> to, to, the problem is to me as well, right? And it's the problem with both of these matches. Oh, it's November. Oh, we got to do a war games. All right, better a feud of eight people where we can build yeah. to a war games That's match. True. Yeah. And it's just—it's just how unorganic it feels. And whenever I watch these matches, all I can think of is sting squadron against the dangerous yeah. alliance or the horseman against whatever combination of whoever the horse my face brian pillman being the ba- underdog baby face of a 1991 war games and i think those are feuds mm. and those matches are based around hate mm. and dislike and tension whereas these what are they based around really it's oh it's november Better have a war uh, games match, and and you've got it's all kind of done. like an opportunity. What, the, what they've done as well is they've conditioned the crowd. to gimmick match means plunder, tables, tables. We want tables. It's like, ah, that's not war games. That's not war. No. What war games is invented for? I get the things change, but you've just made it kind of not feel as special Mm. by introducing fucking tables and other gimmicks to it so it's when people come out and they start throwing out all the plunder stuff I'm like right you've lost me Mm. because I just want people beating the shit out of each other Mm. I want proper brawls and all I was thinking was when we get that war games in AEW we're gonna get the elite versus the inner circle and a proper feud that's been built for months. Cody is going to be going over war games matches between 1987 and 1992. And he's going to be studying them and (laughs) taking stuff from those matches that we've not seen in years. And I'm going to be invested. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat. Mm -hmm. There's going to be blood. There's going to be people beating the shit out of each other with proper punches. There's going to be cheers as people feel the hatred in the building. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be great. And there was none of that in either of these matches.
2: I, I think that's definitely, I mean, I think we disagree on, I think I very, very much I agree with that with the main event. I, th- I think maybe the fact that we had the turn in there gave it maybe that level of, of hate. I didn't hate that. On I the mean, same team
1: though, not yeah, between factions.
2: So. Yeah, but, but again, I think maybe I just like the underdog stuff
1: more. But I get what but you're you, saying. You've got to have the epic turn, the big moment. <laughs> yeah. rather, than, And it's a moment rather than, hate that's built up over months and weeks and this is the ultimate culmination of these two teams hating each other like it would it, i don't know it would be like mike tyson facing lennox lewis or something back in the day and mike tyson <laughs> decides to turn on don king before the match and spark
0: him out <laughs> and take the old purse for the match <laughs> that'd be kind of fucking awesome i mean i'd take that too uh, but
2: yeah you're, you're right though like because the aw one as well you know dustin's gonna be in there so there's got to be that, that legacy
1: of like the pre. Ah, oh, it's going to. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to that match. I hope it doesn't disappoint now because I'm building up <laughs> to it. I don't
2: know. Oh, no, I'm with you. I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's. I I I think I said to you both over the weekend, like, I honestly feel like they were planning on that for the big Thanksgiving show. Yeah. And they've changed their mind now that Bee have gone out there and wheeled two out because, you know, as much as I love the, fair, the women's match, like, I, I did feel like the men's match is absolutely everything you're talking about there, Joe. I hated it. I just thought it was spots for the sake of spots. Yeah. And you know, I enjoyed it as a I suppose I could enjoy it on one level as like a gift match. Like if I just watched the gifts on Twitter I think I would have enjoyed it. But that's the one that kind of drove it home to me as, like, WWE have... Yeah, you know, and we said this the first couple of times they've done war games. They've mm. really... They've tried to put their own spin on it, and they have, you know, I, I do agree, turned it into to something else with, you know, weapons and big table spots and more dangerous spots than, you know, that finish. Like, I was genuinely, genuinely yeah. terrified for Adam Cole. That you'll probably even see in the AEW war games match, but, yeah, I do think we'll get more drama there. But, yeah, I, I, I really... You know, I, I, where I definitely agree I really didn't enjoy that main event. I don't know if you both uh, got a chance to see it.
1: Uh, the, yeah, I did. I was, I was kind
0: of bored. It felt very interchangeable with the last War Games that I'd seen, like in some ways. I just didn't feel like there was... And at that point, I'd already seen a bloody War Games match. Yeah,
2: that's it's a War Games And that's it.
0: And it was the same dynamic war. of just, of like, admittedly, you've got Undisputed Era together, but there's no... There's, there's the Blood Feud. That kind of stuff. The drama from it. So I wasn't feeling it and I was and I'd had fatigue from already seeing one war games match. I think I might have got three stars. Tables aren't hate. Yeah, and I don't like the tables. When I was trying the We Want tables, I was thinking, I kind of dislike tables more than anything else in terms of
1: plunder and wrestling. They've mm. conditioned idiots over time and mm. the idiots have fell for it it's like when we watch that bloody fiend daniel Bryan match earlier i was gonna say one match
0: we forgot to review his
1: entrance and their phones you're like you can watch this on the wwe network probably on youtube afterwards what the fuck are you filming on your phones you bloody sheep sorry
2: <laughs>
1: did you enjoy that one then no <laughs> oh. i liked the daniel Bryan periods of offense because yeah. he's great and i was watching him thinking why are you here what are you doing here? You should have just gone, mate. I wish you and Brie Bella never met. Uh, I, you know what? I, I, that's harsh. He's got a great life. Good <laughs> on yeah. man. He deserves it. What could but, have been uh, though, Joe? What could have been? Yeah, that's fiend, mate. They're just uh, worse gimmick going. Uh, worse than the librarian.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, the red tint obviously takes away from the match, makes it even shitter than it's probably already going to be. The, um, it was interesting that the crowd was really pro Daniel. Well, there've been obviously was anything about how hot the fiend is. That crowd were much obviously they were much hotter for Daniel Bryan, much more into him. Mm. And it was any that Daniel Bryan was on offense, the match was interesting. Otherwise, it just died a death.
1: Why do we? While have the to commentators
0: get? said stuff that was so inane that there's no way you can remember it. You'd have to be live typing it as it's going through because the words just go through your head, just involving demons. <laughs> And other such demonic shite. spells. Oh, and it's just like it's fucking Mike Rotundas, kid, you're arseholes. I'm not a fucking moron. Stop, stop doing this bollocks. And he's wearing the mask, begging for kicks. It's absolute fucking garbage.
1: And really is. You wasted Daniel Bryan on the fee when he could have been in that Survivor series match. And we could have got segments with Daniel Bryan and Ricochet. We could have got segments mm. with Daniel Bryan and Matt Riddle. Ah, oh, Daniel Bryan and Walter, Keith Lee. Ah. Oh. Just, ah oh, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm getting off thinking about it. <laughs> well, we, we talked about this on Sunday, weren't we? And I
2: Googled it. Well, when's Brian's contract up? 2021. Yeah. So there's not even a light at the end of that tunnel, unfortunately. Well,
0: there's an interesting landscape out there for them to go into. Mm. So I think, uh, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot more different places um, that... that oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Sorry, it's the knackeredness talking. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Jeez. That's all right. Great <laughs> epic thought I was gonna
1: say. Thank you. But no one
0: will ever know
2: what it is. Yeah. Good man. Um I suppose that's uh as good the time as any to uh to move on then. Uh, shall we talk the the Brit stuff we uh, we got to this weekend?
0: Oh, I thought it was dead. <laughs> <No>? Is that <laughs> well, not, not the
2: case? Tetujan's definitely dead. There is that. Um uh, there's a whole story there, but I don't know what you want to go with first. Tetujan, Rev Pro, dealer's choice. What do you reckon, JP?
0: i'd uh, start off with tetsujin tell us about it because it sounded like a, a bloody good show while we were sitting here like watching boris Ro- boris johnson have his ass held handed to him i can't even fucking talk um, and to him in the city of sheffield he did a bang up job yeah
1: uh, martin bush being of british wrestling experience your town your own city did a fucking job. What it's, a smart, educated audience. Next debate, St. Hampton, December man. the 6th. I'm sure we'll bring great shame upon that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure I feel ashamed to come from the city of on that day. Yeah. That's all I'll say. But we'll see.
0: But, oh. yeah, you watched ass Kicking of Another Kind, though, didn't you?
2: Definitely, yeah. Like, yeah, Tatsujin, to be honest. Like, mention the whole Brit Res is Dead thing. Uh, uh-huh. Tatsujin, for me, kind of... Bookends the whole Brit Res Boom period. Like, I've been, it's only me, Mark Buckledew, did a cracking review on the postwrestling.com uh, of this show. Everyone should go out and read it. But me and um, Andy Ogden and Shauna are uh, literally, as far as I know, the four people who went to all 3. Uh, there weren't many people at that first one, so I'm pretty confident on that. But people can correct me if otherwise. But it really does, like, bookend, like, this, this Brit Res Boom. Like, the first show was November 2015. So four years ago now, right at the start of it all kicking off, like I went not really knowing what to expect. Um, I kind of, you know, obviously knew of the style and, you know, my mates were far more into it than I was. But I went along just to to see something different. And like you look at like the lineup of people on that first show and it's like, you know, OK, Jack Gallagher and Zach Gibson, you know, I was used to watching them wrestle each other on uh, on shows in the Northwest. That was kind of what my brute Res experience was at that point. But, you know, Brooke, Chris Brooks was on there, Tyler Bates, both of them. It was the first time I'd seen either of them. Trent Seven was on there. Obviously, I knew the name, but I hadn't seen much of him. First time seeing Walter live as, as Big Daddy Walter against Tommy End. Again, a name I knew, but, you know, somebody who maybe I'd not seen a, a huge amount of going in, into that period. It was quite a, like I say, interesting you know experiment of all these guys who were maybe hot in the maybe in the midlands and you know were we're getting a name as as brit res was starting to starting to go into that boom period but it was a a big chance like the lads kind of took on on that show you know i think maybe being generous there were 50 people there and it was 50 people who were Kind of in silence, not really know whether they were, they were supposed to cheer or boo. I remember I, it was the first time I met the Ogdens as well, so there you go. There's another reason to uh, to bookend uh, the, the Brit Res Boom period. Like as I remember speaking to, to Jeff and Andy then before I knew them, and Jeff was hating every <laughs> second of it. Uh, not his not his style of wrestling to say the least. And uh, yeah, he didn't turn up at the second one, but he did come round to the uh, to the third one at least. And yeah, uh, it was really good, like kind of a. I for me like a, a, as far as my Brit Res found them a bit of a landmark moment. Um, you know, as far as again a different show and a show that maybe exposed me to, to people whose maybe names I'd I'd loosely heard of, but hadn't actually seen wrestle too much at that point. Plus we kind of had a Heckling Bar staff. It was in the uh the Black eye in Liverpool, and there was a barmaid behind the bar who just didn't really understand why these dudes were in the ring just grappling uh and not hitting each other with steel chairs and was uh, screaming <laughs> so from the bar area. So there was that as well but did you did you guys ever see that on tape i know you guys came to the mm. second one with me but
1: did you ever no, see the first? i don't one? feel like i've ever seen a tetsujin shop I was at the second one <laughs> i
2: couldn't <laughs> see the ring
1: yeah yeah we
2: our second one where we uh we famously did a very good review on the uh the toilets uh in hangar 34 in liverpool can uh, open uh, worms everywhere <laughs> well you know I, I i think we can say it now glenn joseph took a legendary shit that day
0: yeah, uh, more like a political protest. For I think judging
2: for you two said. So. <laughs> oh, mate! I will never forget that uh, going into the toilets in Hangar 34 and uh, having to turn right out of Warper House again as uh, Glenn Joseph sheepishly uh, walked out of the the lone cubicle there. Uh, yeah. I think we spent about 15 minutes on the review talking about that when we did it on Indy Corner, mainly because as Joe said, that was a, that that particular one. You know it. The first show, because there were only there weren't that many people there, and I was right up against the ring, and you can absolutely take everything in. But that second one, yeah, Hanger wasn't the best venue mm. for it because it's quite condensed, and as soon as you are like three or four people back, you've just got no chance of it. I think there was a, wasn't there a point where we were watching the show literally over D-Man's yeah. shoulder as he was yep. doing the live edit of
0: the yeah. show? Yeah, we worked that. Yeah, yeah. but the. Yeah,
2: that's it. So they were unfortunately like our oh, memories of that, of that second one. That plus Travis Banks hitting that uh, slice of yep. heaven in a sheet style match. He'd he'd get undone by uh, Aker doing a Spanish flying ambition this year. But yeah, that was a weird tournament, kind of the inclusion of like Omari. Um, he was you know somewhat hot at the time this was 2018 mm-hmm. so this was uh, you know the very start of last year so not quite two years ago but you know maybe 18 months ago um mm-hmm. yeah he was in there Brooks again kind of went to the final I think the maybe the abiding memory as far as matches go Zack Sabre and David starr mm-hmm. I remember moving a little bit closer to that one to to edge that one out that was a great super yeah. fight. but definitely a you know an interesting show and we had a, we had the Kraken weekend that weekend too
0: yeah yeah it was it was it was really good fun um for it it's it's kind of strange at this point because it seems i'm imagining the third one was the was it would you'd say it's the best of the three that you went to
2: i'd say so i, th- I think the second one was was strong from what yeah. i know from what i could see the, the first one was just interesting as far as being something different that i'd never myself mm-hmm. experienced before but yeah and, and you know and that second one kind of came i think you know we all knew brit res was on the the downswing but you're kind of on the, the tail end ish uh, of things being stronger this third one kind of comes at a time where you know things are in an influx and things aren't as strong at least at the top level as we uh, went into in detail last time so instead yeah with this third one they A couple of things changed. They moved it to Manchester rather than Liverpool. Uh, it was to do with uh, issues with the uh, the venue. Uh, I believe it was the Blackhead in Liverpool they were originally going to go to. I think there was some talk of, of Grand Central as well. I might be getting that wrong. But yeah, in any event, they ended up having to move to Manchester. And I think for that reason, it was probably, it felt like the best attended yet. Um, not by a dramatic amount it didn't you know i mentioned the talked earlier about how much uh, i love that uh, that fairfield venue it's only downside is because of like that the area where the bar is and where you have to put the ring you still can't get that many people in there i would probably put it as a maximum 200 capacity and this felt more in the 150 range but hard to say really because we were all kind of crowded around the ring and there were some people up in the in the balcony as well um, but yeah, I think the crowd was hotter than in the uh, the previous two. I thought uh, mainly the probably the fact that there was some uh, homegrown Manchester talent on there too. Uh, but again, yeah, I think the venue helps too because it was it was a cracker night of wrestling. And yeah, speaking to that kind of change in Brit BritRes that we've gone through over the uh, the last few years, the the headline the headline of this tournament, the Tetuna uh, Tetuna fucking dead. <laughs> Uh, they called it the final Tetsujin. Was that they were going with prospects, they were going with young lads, and they were going with, like, a, I suppose the next generation of Tetsujin was kind of the, the argument. I know, you know, the first two, I think Brooks Brooks made the final both times, didn't they? So, yeah, we didn't go, go that route. Uh, I think Brooks was he already in Japan, maybe, maybe that was the reason we didn't go that route and get the uh, the crowning of shoot fighter Chris Brooks, <laughs> uh, which I'm very glad of and what we were really expecting for the third show. And instead, we kind of, yeah, got this, this showcase for, for young talent really and it's hard to go through these tattoos and shows and essentially you know it's it's grappling you know it's it's shoot style it's you do fi style however you want to describe it as far as like blow by blow like match stuff goes but as far as you know the 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 young lads uh in the prospect stuff the the standouts is probably the best starting point luke jacobs and ethan allen like they had they had the match here that was the main event of the first half the probably had a louder crowd than anything else on the show. Like if you're going to do this whole, you know, it's the next generation at Tetsuge and doing the, the prospect thing. These are the two lads you get for it. Cause yeah. Being, I don't think this has worked as well in Liverpool because, again, them coming out there, being, you know, future shock guys that I would say everyone to a man in that venue knows of and, and are big fans of. I think they're respectively 18 and 19 years old. Jesus. Which is absolutely crazy. You could be the dad, JB, yeah. both of them. Uh, but they were in there just beating the absolute piss out of each other in a way. You know, Grapple Gareth said it on uh, on the Graps and Claps podcast, You know, and he said it to me there live that night. Like, that is the way you two mates in a ring that's what you're going to get isn't it you're going to you're going to just hit that little bit harder because you know you can get away with it and that's what they did and it was a uh a strike battle as much as anything uh, as a match, and yeah, I said it again myself on grabs and Claps that you know if Chris Ridgway had been there, he'd be looking down like a proud dad because my God, they were going for it. There were great spots in there. Luke Jacobs trying to nick the uh, the Ishi, uh, you know, the way he uh, went to uh, the ropes with his teeth. Was it against Moxley that match? Omega. That was it the G one? The Omega. first oh, yeah, that US match, title tournament, that yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's where that was. Yeah, they, they kind of robbed that. That got a huge reaction. Just every, everything they did, really, in the match got a big reaction. It was, it was just one where I think everyone, you know, there were lots of chance for both of them, and the were lots of chance for them as a team, uh, the Young Guns, uh, not to be confused with uh, any other <laughs> tag teams as we've uh, done these last few weeks, but it, it just felt like a crowd that was willing this, you know, this fight between two people that they love to just go for it. And yeah, it, it was a match that like, I think the two of them are, are going to look back proudly on and a match that felt like a a standout match. And when this goes on, on VOD, I think people who aren't aware of them are going to be very aware of them again, the very young, you know, Luke Jacobs, maybe is filling out, you know, better of the two. Ethan Allen does look even for his age looks extremely young, but yeah, if these two are gonna be, I feel like they're gonna be massive stars as long as they follow, you know, the route that we all hope they do. I mean, uh, I'm sure they're on the NXT UK radar already. But well, this is a team, especially a team with a style that they've got that is better suited for things outside of, of that canon. And yeah, this was a, a perfect uh, example of that. I'm hope, really hoping that yeah, we get to see more of them maybe doing this style, doing a, doing an ambition maybe, uh, or doing other you know big matches like this. Because yeah, the world really does need to to start seeing these
0: two lines. Yeah, they sound like that. I mean, we saw Luke Jacobs, obviously, at, uh, at Future Shock. And he really looked something special. I mean, was Ethan Allen on that show? I think he might well have been actually. Um no. Well, oh, right, okay. I mean, mm. it seemed so like it's interesting. So they went with there was no tournament this time round, is that right?
2: Oh, so confused. Honestly, at half time, like after we had the the four like young boy matches, and I'll mention a couple of others in a minute. Like it was like a it was like a comedy sketch. I think it was Andy Ogden who first came over and was like, Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, how many matches we got left in the second half? We've got the semi-final. I was like, There's not a tournament. And then like Buckledy maybe. It might be him or someone else came over and was like, so so is it semi and finals?" I was like, no, mate, it's not a tournament. And honestly, about four or five different people made that same comment to me. I think people just expected it because of the the previous format. But to be honest, I think it worked out better not yeah. doing that, because you got you got to just do Luke versus Ethan and you know kind of get that, you know, quote, not dream match, but quote, you know, big match out the way. You got to do, you know, the women's match with Danny Luna and Millie McKenzie like that. You know the, the two of them, like their style was perfectly suited for this. I think Miller McKenzie is someone who you know is but could can, can come across as immature as a wrestler sometimes, but I think her style again, similar to the other two, lends itself mm. more to an environment like this than you know when she was threatening to be signed by NXT UK and that all kind of went a bit quiet and she's uh, stayed on the Indies instead. Perfectly suited to like her kind of young, kind of female shooter you know when she does like the the kind of mini uh mma or the mini like hard hard nose kind of wrestler stuff with like pete Dunne and people like that she was perfect for it and danny luna again is someone who i've not really been impressed with before but when they were in there together it, it really to be honest, if it hadn't been for, for the Young Guns match, I might have said it was the match of the night. And you got the, by dropping the tournament format, you got the chance to to do stuff like that instead and and have matches like that. Because yeah, them two, lots of big suplexes, lots of, I mean, kind of, it had the best finish of the night with kind of, it was like a, you know, like one of those uh, MMA finishes where there's just raining down blows in the in the ropes mm-hmm. in the corner um, until, you know, the referee stopped it. Danny Luna just, beating the shit out of out of Millie McKenzie uh, that was really, really something special so you got to be something different like that you know, Veit Muller, J. Joshua uh, you know, two lads who maybe I probably wouldn't have wanted to see J. Joshua with anyone else in the tournament, that was, you know, to court UJP your big beefy lads beating yeah. shit out of each other match, you got to you got to have that, you got to have, you know the super fights that were on the night as well as the the women's one, you know, David Starr and, and A-Kid uh, David Starr again was a highlight of the uh, the second Tetsujin show so, you know, no, no surprise Prize here that he was going to deliver again again they had a very I would say pro wrestling style match that was kind of a, a theme of the night there was a lot of you know grappling in like say your Jordan Briggs Michael May kind of match but a lot of you know there was a lot of stand up I, I felt like there was more stand up than in the first two like we've maybe learned something a little bit from some of the complaints from the uh, the previous ones but yeah Star and AK did it in a very pro wrestling style like I mentioned earlier we didn't get the standing uh, Spanish fly uh, in a shoot fight but we did get AK the Hampton to do a Rana uh, luckily it was a counter by Star into a into a powerball and then he speaking of uh, of wrestling uh, style stuff but they kind of they kept it realistic at least and and that really worked as well uh, the Ogden corner had an incredible uh, Starman chant for David Starr uh, in, star, in the style of David Bowie uh, that was kind of that brought them to life I felt like Jeff Ogden after, a, after enough beer kind of uh, came into his own uh, belted that one out in the corner uh, so that was that's what made him fall in love with tetsujin
0: was it at that point that was
2: i I think that's what it is i think that's what you need you know some good beers some good chanting and you've got your Ogden's into it it really works but yeah i felt like yeah this new this new format really really uh, helped in that regard
0: okay because i mean one of the things obviously it's the last show that they're gonna do um and it's interesting Mm -hmm. to kind of think from a legacy perspective about where it goes that if there's if there's a message from it and it seems to be that this is the one that they kind of like it's the peak of it when they had those three shows really that Mm. there isn't probably a viable market for that type of promotion certainly not the way the uk landscape is at the moment something like to be Mm. really viable but it still brings out the why not have one maybe two matches on a eight match card being in this kind of format i mean the the, this Mm. kind of style i think that would add something different and unique and i remember thinking like yeah. the first time i saw ambition live i'm just thinking it doesn't need to be the whole card but there's enough if you're looking for real variation in a card this kind of grappling sort of uwfi mm. style is you know i've always thought it's generally the way to go and that venue's a cracking venue so yeah when seeing stuff coming through about it, it was like this looks like a really good show and it's like yeah. Oh, it's, it seemed like it's a perfect venue, and it's like they kind of hit the right format right at the very end.
2: Definitely, yeah. And I think again, you, you, you touched on it there. There's a I, I saw Tassalo Young say that you know this is a niche within a yes. niche within a niche, and it is, isn't it? Like, and I think that maybe there was maybe a time a couple couple of years ago where maybe they could have i don't know uh taking a bit more advantage of the you know brit res when it was in its proper proper boom periods i don't you know i think this is the limit for it for this show series like this it happens in ambition doesn't it you know we go to them and they're, they're the lowest attended shows of current yeah. weekend and that's where the load of people flying out and you know people who were, who were living in the area for that weekend and it still doesn't do you know absolutely you know it doesn't do blow away numbers uh but no i think that that's the thing and i think you know an example of that you know the main event of the show was tim thatcher and Jordan Devlin and Thatcher is someone you've got to imagine you know the lads have wanted on one of these Mm. uh, Tetsujin shows uh, and this is you know the one where they've finally been able to uh, able to make it happen but it was just a WXW world title match but it was in the Tim Thatcher style and the Tim Thatcher style is this Tetsujin style and it was kind of that you know that big moment of having a you know getting a WXW title match in Manchester of all places and you're getting you know a Tim Thatcher who again couldn't be anybody else who's a better, you know, banner carrier for this style, you know, going out on a on a big main event like this and, you know, someone who is gonna carry this style on because yeah, I thought this, I mean, I've seen. I think Bucklesy again in his uh, in his post review put this over as the as the match of the night. Just, I think against the uh, against the young ones match, I maybe wasn't quite as uh, as into it as he was, but it was still great. It was the Jamesy Invitational <laughs> uh, match that, that you know you're gonna get. You know, it was a Thatcher match. You know, he was over as as he always as he is in Germany, which was impressive. I think mm. this is a this is a you know a, a, again niche within a niche. This crowd are gonna react to someone like a Tim Thatcher. He was as charismatic as. we you see him on those Germany weekends that you maybe people don't always see when he uh, when he's doing bigger shows or you know when he's in America. Um but yeah, I thought it was absolutely incredible. He kind of dominated it with his his size and, and skill. There was a lot of stuff with Devlin pulling out you know the box and stuff. Yeah. Like he's been uh teasing in his uh in his O.T.T. matches. But really yeah, it was just your Tim Thatcher match. It had all his normal spots like his you know that belly to belly he does off the off the ropes off the kind of the momentum one. Um and it was just pure yeah a Tim that not a Tim Thatcher exhibition, but you know Tim Thatcher in his in his Purest style and it it only went 13 minutes felt a lot longer i was shocked when i when i found that out later in the pub that it was that it was that short but yeah this match for me is the uh again i I think this and the young gun match are the two that are going to translate most to vod and i would say people should should check it out when it comes out but this is the type of thing that makes you think yeah maybe there's you know there is there is legs in this style, and you could do it as you know, Thatcher was on the progress show at the weekend having a Proteus title match against uh, Paul Robinson. I genuinely thought that's the direction they were gonna go, you know, put that belt on Thatcher and let him do these kinds of rules somewhere because there's absolutely legs in it. And you know, again, niche within a niche, they, they managed to the fact that he even managed to put on these three shows is genuinely impressive. Uh, I think a lot, a lot went, went into putting these together, and I think you know, they're not gonna be the most profitable things. Uh, in the world but you know if you're a lover of this style of wrestling then you know this this little niche that uh, Tetsujin have operated in the last uh, four years or so is uh, definitely commendable and yeah I'm glad to say I went to all three again went to the first one not not really being my style came out of the third one maybe a bit more amenable uh, to the style that I was going into the first one so maybe uh, converted somebody like me there and yeah hopefully you know while the the promotion might be dead I think we'll hopefully see a bit more of this style just in Mm. one offs in little tournaments on big weekenders like a super strong style or something hopefully uh, it's not the last we've uh, we've seen of the style
0: in uh, in this country. Yeah, you and the, tetsu, the Tetsujin Five, as you'll be known on now. <laughs> that's us i think we
2: deserve a plaque or something i feel i feel like i want something on the wall that we uh we went through all the tattoos. Mm-hmm. need to swear. need to sort that out <laughs> uh anyway uh, so yeah that was tetujan i'll talk a bit more about that on uh, on post wrestling's uh, bwe later this week that i'll be doing a flying visit on as i'm uh, heading to berlin myself on wednesday and you're filling in aren't you jp for me i think is, is that I, yes that?
0: i am yeah i'll i'll be filling it i'll be yeah, filling yeah. in this wednesday Cool.
2: So you get to hear JP and also, yeah, if you want to hear a little bit more of the from me on, uh, on Tetsujin, you can listen to that there. But yeah, uh, the same weekend, like I say, this weekend, we were all uh, at RevPro as well. Uh, I'm all talked out from Tetsujin. I missed the fucking main event. So I feel like you two can, uh, can lead this one. Uh, lads, how did you enjoy RevPro on Sunday?
0: I thought personally it was, it, it needed to be a good show. And I think overall it was a good show. For what it was,
1: yeah. I thought back to basics. Yeah, no major errors, no major disastrous talking points. Which, Apart from Ben, I missed this. Well, almost missed this train well, for the, yeah. end of the main event. That was fucking yeah.
2: close, yeah. lads. Yeah. Honestly, I made that train with five
1: yeah. to ten. Uh, minutes, that's maybe? that's the only disaster that came out of the show. But other, uh, other than that, are, uh, yeah, yeah, no major negative talking points coming out of the show. I would say, uh, yeah, it was probably one of the better York Hall shows in a while I would say yeah it was and it was
0: partly it's really strange thing I said to both of you <coughs> at the time when going in <coughs> sorry knowing that when it, it's not sold out I kind of like York Hall when it's not entirely sold out and quite cramped you can get a nice space at the back and kind of watch in in, in relative comfort and we're kind of happy stood there and for that I kind of felt a lot more relaxed going in but I also didn't have the kind of expectations I normally would have at a York Hall show when there was that kind of obvious big main event there was the pack red match which which kind of you know having never seen amazing red in the flesh it was you know had that kind that had a real nostalgia factor for for me and I know for you Ben I, that being the case um, but I thought overall it was good looking, looking at the numbers interesting weekends a few weeks ago Ben I remember you saying that Get a kind of barometer of how they are with the mm. both of them running at the same time. I'd say, from by all accounts, and I haven't even seen pictures from it, the progress sold out. Yeah. yeah it did
2: it did i was looking because i was on the train down and i realized i hadn't actually even bought a ticket yeah. RevPro. yet. so i was on twickets having a look at the uh, comparisons Prugish tickets were a little bit cheaper but yeah RevPro. i i would i'd say it was a tie on that if, if you're talking it if you're using this as a barometer for uk brand supremacy i would probably say it was a tie as far as attendance goes because yeah i felt like maybe 700 at rev pro
0: and I, that's what it i think that's i reckon is a few a, more a product, than that so, um, Thinking closer to 800, possibly. The balcony looked a a
1: little bit fuller than when it's really empty. Because I've seen less in your Mm. call when they've drawn 700 before for shows Mm. like sort of Mm. 2014-15 sort of period when Mm. they weren't so sort of hot. Um, Mm. So I I reckon it was about 800, if anything. Either way, I mean... I suppose to a degree, slightly better than perhaps
0: what we thought well, it was going 1, to be at that point 1, in time.
1: 1,500 wrestling fans in London on a Sunday afternoon. Brit wrestling is alive and well.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. Problem sorted at yeah, the end. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, yeah. So as a show, um, yeah, kind of a couple of the real question is for us for me and Joe, I can see us going to these shows in the future. They're going to be like this around the kind of crop of younger talent that you can tell are going to be a feature of it. Obviously Michael Oka, which unfortunately you wouldn't have seen, but for you, I suppose the real question is, is it worth (laughs) the travel down? No,
1: I don't think it is. I wouldn't travel to Manchester or something for this sort of show. Mm. No one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: it wasn't I, I would i would outright say that it wasn't like i like i said i traveled down and I, i'd even i'd even forgotten <laughs> to get a ticket like i just <laughs> i think that shows you that the brit res is uh, is on its last legs that i'm just, uh, I just i just i knew uh i'll sort a ticket at some point and when it came to the literal day itself i still could have sorted myself out uh thanks to uh, it's joel as well who uh, who sorted me a ticket uh, in the end um it has made tom, tom yeah but, Good bloods. yeah like I think that says everything about my baby. I was, I was genuine. I mean, I only came down for, for, I came down for one reason. It was to see amazing red live and to see him against PAC, you know, in that regard mm. too. But yeah, there's nothing really about red pro that draws me as a brand. You know, uh, you know, I think grapple Gareth said it to me before, you know, I'm going to get that over by the way, grapple Gareth. Uh, also grapple Golan, who turned up on, uh, on mm. it. I'll get that over too. But he, he'll he always say like, yeah, it's just reproach red just a dead brand. It's just the, uh, I just don't, I don't feel any kind of loyalty to it or any kind of reason to come to their shows. It is, it feels like a, it feels like what Brit Rez was like, and it's not, maybe it's not the worst thing, but you know, if you've got, I'm not coming because I want to see, you know, the conclusion of any kind of ongoing story or, or come mm. every, you know, couple of months to see an ongoing story. I'll come when you book the big dream match that I care about. And that's kind of, you know, why I got the, the Andy Q's dream factory, um, kind of link, uh, slogan around it that everyone uses like i think that that's the thing with Red pro right now you've really got to you've got to deliver something like that to get me to to make the trip down and like i said wasn't impressed that they ran i say they ran late but they never really advertised the finishing time i think we just kind of assumed that you know with 8 30 being the cockpit finish time and you know with being a sunday afternoon maybe they'd start a little bit earlier they did they didn't start till five did they and at that point i knew i was going to be missing the main event yeah, I, I I can't see myself coming down again for 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 another Rev Pro show unless you know it's something major or unless you know maybe I'll come if we do a big weekend and mm. I, uh, I stay at yours, JP, and there's a a roast dinner on offer or something like that. But <laughs> Rev Pro itself, yeah, it's probably not going to sell me on a on a six hour round trip at this. Yeah,
1: meeting. I don't blame you. I completely understand. Kind of says everything you need to know about Britrest, if anything. <laughs> I think that. You know, I'm not willing to travel for anything at this point. I'm going to go South Coast, London. That's basically it for me. And I'll carry on going to York Hall shows, not renewing the cockpit season ticket. I'll go occasionally, setting up the road. So, yeah. But as a show, I thought, generally good. Nothing bad. Um, I thought they did a pretty decent job of getting over further, Mm. kind of giving them a big moment uh, at York Hall. Further, playing off the uh Oku Pack match from earlier this year at the cockpit, and establishing a rematch mm. going forward as well. What with Pack, the elimination of Pack in the main event was kind of the worst point of the night. I mm. thought it was just like, ah, uh, of course, fucking politics of 2019 <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, whatever.
2: Do you think? Because I've, I've heard people say that, and I know. You know, James has nah, said that and lots of people went that route. Actually, yeah. I think they're doing what AEW should have done. Like AEW have been far too quick to beat Pack. Like I would have carried that on. I would have like he's got a genuine heat, like even from the likes of us, because of us, you know, not losing in that period. I I, I, I think I think if I was Rev Pro, I'd be doing it on purpose. And, and you know, the building's that Oku match, aren't they? From the the minimal bit of the main event that I saw. I think they've already announced it, haven't they, for the fifteenth of December? They're doing that match. So, you know, I think I think I think that's where he loses. And I think I they're playing at the play heat at this point. Okay, yeah, fair uh, point. Okay.
1: Maybe they are. I hope they are, uh, if anything. Because um, that would be a great moment. Yeah, well, I, I, he's not going to win. I can't see it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Effectively, think, the, yeah, that, that'll Mike Loku's the that'd British be Ben Kane. I hope wow. so, but we'll see. We'll see. Because uh, you, yeah, you can come out of this with a Phantasmo rematch as well, which they've got to do at some point. Mm. So there's good stuff, I think, coming out if you can get Pac and El Phantasmo for the dates. Um, I'm all right with that. I think they've rebuilt the Legion of Lords pretty well. I can't lie. I'm loving this great Okan Rampage Brown <laughs> tag. <scene. laughs>
2: you were so happy with it. I'm oh, a I big saying.
1: fan. And uh, they've got some <laughs> serious Hoss beefy fucker presence. And Lord Gideon Grey is the manager. Ah, oh, great move. Great. What a yeah. man Gideon Grey is. And I've I really enjoyed that match. I think yeah. it might have been my favorite match of a night, possibly.
2: Moonlight, Moonlight's a good. First They're time really seeing so you
1: know. not mm. very good. Rampage Brown, the tag team, I'm perfectly fine with that. He can kind of work with anyone you need him to work with. Weird styles clashing it. I thought the match worked. It was good. Uh, there were some great double team spots from the Moonlight Express I, I want to see more Moonlight Express if they're on cockpit shows that's a way of getting me getting mm. me to them I don't know how long uh, Mao is over here for I don't know how long Bailey's here for I wish Bailey would just bloody move well, here
0: there's a big DDT big Japan tournament around it's the one that Brooks is over as well so I'm really
1: glad of the break from him I yeah. can't lie I've not seen him wrestle live for months now and it's good it feels <laughs> really good to not see him um <laughs> And I'm glad he wasn't on this show. Um, yeah. Anyway, to get off of uh, Chris Brooks. Well did,
0: did, did want to say <laughs> we had a, a very brief conversation with Great O'Connor.
1: Yeah, I'd spoke to Great O'Connor on the merch table. I was told him about how much I love his Instagram. What a great <laughs> Spoke to him about old covers, a little bit about... Um, Weymouth. Weymouth, how he spends a lot of time down there, <laughs> takes good pictures. And I was like, oh, mate, we'll get a picture for, for the Instagram, maybe for my Instagram, a bit of content. He went, oh, yeah, £10, £10. Like, <laughs> mate, I, I just said to him, mate, when you're Tanahashi, I'll give you a tenner. Until then, no. He <laughs> just walks off. The fucking cheek of it. <laughs> Oh, you got Rev Joe there. How many followers have I got on Instagram? I was showing sure my girlfriend his Instagram the <laughs> other day. I was like, look at this mad Japanese bloke over here, loves a man. I'll cover every picture. Hooliganooli likes this. <laughs> yeah. Beto likes this. It's like, I have yeah. got that bloke's Instagram followers. Gonna give me a fucking picture, the <laughs> cheeky bastard. <laughs> oh yeah
2: that, that's shock. I mean I heard he was doing that at uh, that Manchester con we went to the people were going up to him for pictures and he was doing the same thing like I don't know who he thinks he is but come on mate you he should be in the mode of making fans right yeah. now not trying to charge him or
0: oh, we oh, just need oh, to do amazing. a Jeff Jarrett trick and just sort of basically bundle him and force him into a photo like a
1: media con do a Matty Edwards
2: yeah, but yeah, I've I made up you got to have a chat with him about his Instagram, though, Joe. Hopefully he knows uh, how good that content is.
1: Didn't appreciate is. the numbers I got up for him, though, did he? And the attention I bought to his bloody Instagram.
2: We he started, he started posting pictures of roasts the other week. I saw... After, was it last I week? Yeah, uh, you know maybe, maybe he's, he's going for the uh, raffle audience JP
1: should get him round A no, sure. bit of Tokyo do round great I can't well he'll probably he'll probably want to yeah. charge me more for the package uh, when well, you're on one of these next year <laughs> mate you <laughs> think of me when you're there in this <laughs> roast <It's laughs> <pretty good.
0: laughs> yeah. while stealing photos on on the sly yeah
1: yeah anyway the yeah. the show yeah. itself yes uh, oh yeah the yeah. show
0: yeah
1: what do you think of it uh, the women's match really uh, good show, best yeah. women's match in history. Mm, I don't I think that. They, they've ever come close to this level yeah. um, Tessa Blanchard's awesome Her yeah. and Neo Shirai for me are the two best women's workers out there Chris for execution's great mm. everything she does looks really convincing, she she knows her character, she's got presence as well, I was impressed with Giselle yeah. Shaw, I've she yes, yeah. really got over on the night as well. I could do about that weird twisting. The scorkscrew, yeah. But other than that, Never Everything else she did was yeah. very good.
0: One of the things you could tell, and afterwards they were at the they were together at the merchandise table, is that they're clearly like big friends. They were kind of really laying it in. So Tessa had like stuff. We look like the makings of a black eye. Gazelle Shaw was bleeding from the mouth, and it was it, So it was a lot more kind of brutal for it. And Tessa gave Gazelle Shaw so much. Sort of really went out there, going like, "We're gonna, gonna work hard to kind of make a name for her here," and it worked. Mm. So for me, if yeah. you've got Gazelle Shaw for a bit longer, I could do a lot worse than put put the belt on her. I mean, it's kind of stagnant as, as it is, but there's clearly who's, something. Who's that. the RevPro Women's Zoe Champion, Lucas. JP? Zoe Lucas. Is don't it? Know is.
2: Fuck, I had no idea. Star-
0: uh, that's the thing, you know. Yeah, I think oh, start. Yeah, possibly. Ah, oh, but.
2: I- I was banging into this one as well. Like Tessa is one of my favorite acts in wrestling <laughs> right now. Like I say, she, she, I, I, she's a reason I wish I was watching more Impact mm. Weekly. Um, I know that, go. They're, I mean, they're definitely building to, I think Aaron Sammy, aren't they? That, is it
1: the yeah, the January. So she's going to be headlining uh, a pay-per-view.
0: I don't know, it's, it's yeah, Impact They're probably going to put it over
1: as get well. Her AW, get her an AEW, yeah. get her on a relevant promotion. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, we said that, didn't we? Erin, Jordan, Grace, like that—they are no-brainer pickups if you're AEW. Like the the state of their women's division. Get these I did things, ask her like, that. Would make so
0: I just, I, sense. I just, I'd had a drink, so I was like, "Are you? Have you um, you get a contract? Um, have you had any word from sort of AEW?" And she goes, "Oh, well, I've got a contract at the minute." Didn't sound necessarily like she was too in love with the idea. What did you say about a pair. pile
1: driver, mate?
0: I said, "Yeah, you need to be an AEW so you can do a spike pile driver driver to the floor with your dad, have him jump (laughs) off the step." She laughed, but then again, yeah, and that was it. Now walked away. That was that. that was as good a line I was going to have. Walked away happy
1: for that. that We were telling all the wrestlers what they need to do last night, weren't we? Like we bloody should. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Listen to us, and your careers will be all right. I think. (laughs) Good lads.
2: Uh, did they have a chance to chat to Amazing Red I
1: didn't see him around no yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was
2: a photo yeah. I wanted uh, reason I came down like I, to be honest I gave the match four stars on grapple I think that's like a little bit of a lie but I think it's probably a 3.75 match If people, I went know, for
1: the, the 3.75 I thought it was a good mm. match it was mm. really good I thought it was a really good moment Big oh, spots yeah. it built was, too well. The it was, code red stuff. Yeah. I thought was really well oh, done in the that match. That fall. was probably the most memorable sort of moment apart from the big Oku win of, of the night, if anything. Yeah. So I thought they worked out oh, really yeah. nicely. That...
2: Yeah, getting that. Like, I moved up closer to the ring for that one just because I wanted to like take this in, like see a red light. But getting to see him getting to see that big code red near fall, that huge uh on. Yeah, the, ones, the one in on the corner. Back, that just... was what I was
0: scared yeah, for a minute. That was nuts. But...
2: Oh, fuck me. But he was well up for it. And it was, you know, I I went in with tempered expectations as well. I went in knowing I'm seeing someone who's, uh, you know, it might not be a lot to a lot of people but as far as like an early, an in early Indies uh, legends you know, in the early mid to mid 2000s, like amazing red as far as influence and style and even just moves that everyone stole from him. Uh, I think he's a, he's a big footnote today in, uh, yeah. in indie wrestling history. So I was there to just to get to see him, but I haven't seen that, you know, the Osprey match that was like, you know, you know what you're getting with Amazing Red at this point in his career. He's still going to do some of the crazy stuff, but you're not getting. You're probably not going to get a five star match because you know, considering the you know the injuries he's racked up over the years. Plus, he was never really a five star match wrestler. He was more of a big moves match kind of wrestler. I went in with that expectation, and I got what I expected. I got a three point seven five to four star pack match with Pack doing cracking heel work and Amazing Red, you know, hitting all his big spots uh, in between it as well. like I say, Pack being the most dastardly uh, bastard in the building as well, you know, lapping up the the big victory and red getting a, you know, a lovely moment at the end and a big ovation from the crowd there. For me, I got what maybe didn't get more than the, the what I paid for, but I got what I paid for there. And it was, yeah, for that, for, for, as far as like a, for me, like a, a one matcher draw for a show, uh, this was well worth the trip just to, to get to see this thing. The I only
1: guess. thing that could have made it better in my eyes, I'll be honest, if Don West was with him. <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> and the SATs gotta get them out there too. To uh, Don soon.
1: is the cheerleader Don, on the outside. We should have been at the back chanting
0: uh, "Go, go red, red, Go!" We really yeah. should go up on some chairs. I just want to see you meet Don West. <laughs> if I'm honest, JP, I'm well up for that. Well, well up for that, yeah. definitely yeah
2: but yeah would you agree JPS pierce for oh, a yeah. match one to to watch on vod
0: but not one to you know you don't expect more than no exactly uh, i think you you're both kind of right 3.75 there's a
1: lot of, i'd say but. as a show if i'm writing the matches earlier everything was between three and four stars yeah i, went, I think i went four mm. stars on the main event everything every every match was good on this card mm. i got my money's worth i was happy with it I'd say the, um, the this the red pack match, the Giselle Shaw Tessa match, mm. were at sort of that three point seven five level. When I went four on the main event because I thought they built really well to the big Oku moment as well, and I, I was convinced Phantasma was winning at one point mm. as well. So, yeah, mm. yeah, I was glad they kind of pulled the pulled the trigger. That's-
2: yeah, well, I only, like I say, I only saw, I saw like, the pack disqualification, mm. and that was about it. But I saw a lot of people complaining about the main event being overbooked. Uh, you guys not uh, subscribing to that? Uh,
1: no, I thought it was good. I thought um, it worked. I thought the crowd were with it. I thought Oku was really over. Yeah. And I thought they managed to get Oku really over. And it's a main event where you're trying to get someone over and it's for something of, I'm not going to say it's major significance, relative significance, I think mean, you can do overbooked, especially when the rest of the card has kind of been quite conservatively booked. Yeah. So one over-the-top main, main event with a little bit of overbooking, I'm absolutely fine with that. It works on the night. you got the Oku pack angle at the end. Oku, I think, is improving all the time. I think there are still things that he needs to improve on. Intensity between big sequences and big moves isn't quite there yet that will come and if he's working with pack and have packed your cool yeah i'm i'm yeah. confident i'm really confident that oak is going to get somewhere i think we, we should not be rushing him and we should give him a little bit of time because he's still very young mm. and he's kind of had to make the step up this quickly because of the kind of problems in yeah. terms of depth in british wrestling at this point in time but nah, there's a natural charisma there there's a natural likability. Mm. And it's nice to see what he's been able to do in the last nine months or so. And he's made the most of the opportunities he's been given.
0: Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a shame because I would say if, if there is a criticism really of the show, is I think a lot of the first round matches generally went too long. Like I can a, a, see that. almost as thinking of a think piece just called The Lost Art of the Spring. Just have one or two matches go four or five yeah, minutes. Yeah, like
1: Robbie Eagles and uh was yeah. it Babaro Cavanaria. I'd yeah. like to have seen that go seven minutes, just balls to the wall mm. action. Whereas, it was a good match. It was, but,
2: it was yeah, it was a bit long. Oh yeah. Good spots. Yeah. The big spots yeah. in it were great. You know, Kevin Hario trying to kill himself uh, on the, yeah. f- going off the top rope to the floor. The, all that stuff. You could keep it, just do it in a more com- condensed measure. Yeah. I'm not going to argue. That's about, it.
0: Really, uh, But I in terms of that it. main event, you mentioned about Oku as well. One of the interesting things he, he's starting to fill out. It's like that process is starting mm. to begin. So you can see the it's kind of roast dinners he's eating. It <laughs> is those roast dinners <laughs> and weights. That's what he's you on. i he on yesterday. I hope he had one when he got back home afterwards. He'd more than bloody earned. Can't have it before. What I had else? yesterday?
1: No, it was... No, you don't remember what I had yesterday.
0: Oh, what, the salad? Yeah. Yeah, in, in uh, Spitalfields <laughs> Market, <laughs> Ben. Market, was hope this?
1: Lovely. Oh, was. missed out on that. Lovely.
0: Really I, good. I, went, I had a, what seems to be my wrestling sort of snack of choice, which is like a a big sort of uh, falafel wrap. Do you think that without Michael Oku fill out I don't think he would do, but it was nice. And if he's well, he's not gone vegan yet, he actually likes a roast, so it's a moot point. But if he does, he'll be on them all, <laughs> all the time at the moment. Anyway, if, if anyone cares, I had some wasabi. Sushi he, yeah, I, you ate that in the pub as well, didn't you? Washing it down with some with some was decent bad. beer. Um, <laughs> um, but I was gonna, yeah, just to say one point about Mike Michael Oka as well. Oh, it's <laughs> almost all over the place. But It's just that you talk about amazing red. Why was amazing red so? It was the fact he was like the the eternal underdog and looked like it as well. Oku, in a sense, it was kind of nice because he has that kind of complete charisma and vibe. That pop at the end was really was really big for him as well. And they had the confetti coming down, and then a post match angle with Pack kind of beating him up and throwing down the trophy. Clearly, obviously building to the next York Hall cool show. All of these things, I actually think they're at a point where with the Cruiserweight title, obviously uh, is effectively in Japan now. He's moved there, isn't he? Or he's Mm. certainly in the process of that. So you need to get it onto someone. It's the Cruiserweight title. I think you can get away with putting that onto Oki. It was too early when they put it onto Curtis Chapman before. I don't think it's too early for Oki. No, not
1: at all. And I think they've let, phantasma take a fall to oku surely they'll let them do it again so i think we're gonna get the pack match i hope he wins but anything can happen in that yeah and i think you get the phantasma match of the next big rev pro show yeah and it looks like from what osprey said last week it'll be over for those shows so i think we'll get oku osprey at some point as well which will be you know biggest match of his career at that point massive opportunity so yeah it looks like 2020 could be the year of michael oku
2: yeah, yeah and, and you know, and if it, if there's lots of big Osprey matches, maybe I'll never say never on making a trip down. But you know, mm. well, actually, one thing we didn't mention there—the the big match—that the, it's not going to get me down. But you know, Curtis Chapman and Minoris. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. that.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> It's got to be a murder, isn't it? I, I was, I, 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 definitely saw some grumbling from some people, but uh, you know. Uh, I, I, my first instinct was nah there's no way that's really happening but actually looking at it now what else are they going to do maybe it's a, the state of rep what else are you going to do with them? you might as well have them out there killing Curtis Chapman I just wish maybe there was a you know a Curtis Chapman match on this show rather than a video and maybe we got a bit more of, of this heelish Curtis Chapman you know, in Rough in rough Pro in general before getting to this match. I
0: would normally say so, but they never do stuff like this in the in the arena. No, so they used to. They haven't done it for a yeah. long time. So it felt kind of interesting that they'd gone down that path. And it did get that that type of reaction, him lay down on it in front of a like a fireplace with his with his white socks on.
1: It got him like, got him across as more of a geek, I thought, yeah, on
0: the video, yeah. And it feels like there's that the kind of what is the mad Kurt meets the um mad Kurt persona which also meets with the uh, keyboard warrior type kind yeah, of aspect yeah. which is going to be the thing that he's going to start making a name it should have, a
1: should have happened a while ago i think they were too slow on executing this stuff and i think this will be the confirmation of it and yeah he's going to get killed i'm kind of fine with that i've seen suzuki enough times mm. i enjoy seeing suzuki kick ass and you know what i don't condone bullying but when it's performative bullying in a wrestling <laughs> ring i'm Kind of alright there, when it's Minoru Suzuki. Yeah.
2: One, well, one other thing I want to note as well before we move on from this show, Joe. I got to see in real life for the first time ever the JP jig because <laughs> when the uh, when the Kings of the North music hit and they stepped out, was, my first thought was, "How's it? how's JP taking this?" Looked over, I could see him jumping <laughs> up and down, clapping his hands. You were a very happy Irishman in that moment, JP.
0: Yeah, I was, and it's funny because they're not they're not the greatest team by it. Any kind of. I mean, of the states, to be fair,
1: like And yeah. the, uh, the guy who isn't yeah. wasn't Corvin not there, or was he there? There was one of them who was missing.
0: No, there's normally th- well three of them, but these two are like normally the tag team now. I think. Oh yeah. Team, yeah. So it was you know, it's fresh blood. It's something different. The crowd didn't know who they were apart from there was um obviously over the, for the weekend. Um, we were speaking to everyone. There was a large contingent of of, of fans for, over from Ireland, so they hmm. were getting a they were getting a bit of a reaction for that. It's it's something that's kind of adding to the card. It's people who are relatively local or perhaps aren't being underused. I don't know. I'm all right with it. I know you two aren't, but what the hell?
1: Look, it'll be a bit of arse-kicking, a bit scrappy. I'm yeah. sure it'll be fine for a bit. Yeah. I'm sure it'll have had a few as well. Yeah. And, you know, Grey O'Khan, Rampage Brown, The Legion of Lords, uh, what's his name? Gideon Grey out there. I'll enjoy it on some level. Exactly. Yeah. Char Samuels has done some garbage brawling with them in OTC before, and I've got enough out of that, so whatever. Yeah. yeah I've
2: heard people kind of saying, oh, I'd rather see like the more than hype lads over, and I would too, but I do think there's something to be said with, for these kind of maybe more fitting uh, what that Rev Pro tagged division yeah. is right now. The big beefy fuckers. Exactly.
0: That's what it is. See, kind of good with that at the moment. But. It's, uh, you know, I'd like to think they're open minded to getting more than hype over. I'd like to see Scotty Davis over at some point as well. Yeah, that would so be, you know, that's where it needs to kind of be. There are some still some good workers around the place, and that's kind of the root. Get of, these
1: young guns
0: fellas in. You yeah. about
1: they could have a good, uh, certainly mm.
0: if you're doing the shows in Sheffield, yeah, if you're doing that as well as part mm. of you know, after taking over Southside, like they need to be thinking around the country and not just the people who are on their own doorstep or necessarily through the training school. Although Brendan White, Ren that was perfectly fine. As a young Lions I've type of match. I that even happened. Yeah. Unnecessary. Should I would have say looking at the time constraints now,
2: would agree with me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think that wraps up Rev Pro, and we're, we're at the two hour mark and I'm sure we all want to get to bed. <laughs> so very briefly, I mean, we'll go. we'll go into it in more detail next week feels like a million years ago but there was an AEW tv this week uh, any big notes on phoenix that, nick jackson was a, jackson game, was
1: a stunning jackson. match that i was blown mm-hmm. away by i absolutely loved it it's the best match better their tv so far i've seen a lot of wrestling in the last week or so that's the best match i've seen still in the last week or so i absolutely loved it the crowd were great phoenix is just incredible mm-hmm. i think phoenix if when i do my wrestler of the year I think he's got a place in the top three, not necessarily because he's had lots of stunning matches, but every situation you put him in, every uh, sort of lineup you put him in, whether it's a singles against a big guy like a Walter, whether it's against a tag guy like a Nick Jackson, whether he's in a tag team match, whether he's in a gimmick Mm. match, like the ladder matches he's at, whether he's in a six-man tag, this guy delivers everywhere. Mm. He's so diverse, but has got his own unique style that he gets over in whatever environment he's in. What a great wrestler he is, and I hope we get more Phoenix in singles matches in AEW because you can tell how excited I am. Gone yeah. midnight about this, and depressed thinking <laughs> in two and a half weeks we'll have a Tory fucking government, which um, I'm I'm having like sleepless nights about. Seriously, I'm having like like waking up in the middle of the night thinking of Boris fucking Johnson and all the rest of the evil bastards and it, it's not nice. Watch Pretty Patel's speech about um, the underprivileged people in poverty last week if you're thinking about um, voting Tory or Labour because she's a vile, vile person, although incredibly attractive. Um, and yeah, just vile. How have I got on from Phoenix to Pretty Patel? <laughs> show show, show, show <laughs> you how my mind works. That's the show uh, yeah, Phoenix can get me for a few something. more uh, weeks while I'm fearing this Tory government which we're inevitably going to get. Carry on. What a fucking brilliant match.
2: Yes, <laughs> that was great, and I really loved uh, Darby Allen. It was Moxley very as well. good, yeah. The yeah, main event, yeah. and and you know this came in a week where people at the headline is AEW lost to NXT in the ratings, lads. It was like twenty three thousand viewers. Like if you know anything about how these ratings boxes work in a house, yeah, like, that's probably half a person in one household who didn't have to happen they, to be. They blew their time.
1: entire load in order to beat them.
2: <laughs> they did. It's a but one big. Benef- one big positive, sorry, a not- note from the Observe, you know, the way Meltzer's doing his 15-minute ratings things. Last time Darby Allen was on TV in a in a prominent match, it didn't do too well, the Jericho match. This one held up, and I think that says something for how they've presented him. And, you know, I was critical of them keeping him off TV for four weeks. Still might not have done it myself, but as far as, yeah... Getting somebody over, you're starting to see the kids in the crowd with the Darby Allen face paint yep. stuff now. And if he puts in more performances like this, I'm actually sure the one, you know, Moxley's the big star right now. Allen's time's going to come later. But as far as like a showing for him, you know, even just from the start, him jumping Moxley, you know, on his entrance with the big dive. They, I think they've been doing, you know, when he's been on TV, they've been no perfect with Darby Allen, and I think they've, they've genuinely got a... Got, they're going to have a big star on their hands with him, uh, I think I'm confident saying, over these next couple of Yeah, years I'm
1: ago. open that Darby Allen is to AEW and the younger audience what storms he hopefully is to the Labour vote at this current
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Yeah. Oh, on those
0: up. matches or anything. To uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to Scorpio Sky, Chris Jericho. i um, like you, absolutely uh, love yeah. that opening I did match. A job good with that. Segment that, yeah.
1: Prime as well,
0: I thought it did well with that. Thought did a really good job in terms of building him up as well. Jimmy Havoc, shit. I was gonna say that he was crap. You a stable,
1: yeah. You have a stable as well, there. Yeah, go on, oh. you have a fucking stuff.
0: Shut up, tossers.
1: Fucking.
2: Uh, no, he's been fined now, Joe. Ten thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, uh, Legit. Fucking, no. Wow. <laughs> right. No. Then they're, they're playing it up on Twitter that he gets fined every time he uses a staple gun now because he's a he's a right wild card that Jimmy Havoc. And you know, to be honest, you know what I hated more than that, and I love him. I really didn't like the Billy Gunn stuff. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, like he's this big star, three feet taller than everybody else in the match, including, you know, the supposed big wrestlers in the match. Like that was like, that was basically Billy Gunn and a bunch of Mark, I keep using the Mark term with wrestlers, I've got to think of something new, but a bunch of Mark wrestlers bumping around for him and treating him like he's this big star. At the end of the day, lads, he's Billy Gunn. You know what I mean? Like Even even New Japan didn't do this when he was in the yeah, ring. Th-
0: this is the thing uh, and it kind of bothered me about the mat- that match as a whole as it didn't need to really exist. Look, watch, the whole ring stuff could have just led to MJF versus Page.
1: Watch Edge's prime after he wins the king of the ring in 2001 where he talks about Billy Gunn won it in 1999 and he managed to suck and blow at exactly the same time. Like,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk before we uh, uh, Can out? I talk
1: about how much I want to go to bed? <laughs> Oh, and <laughs> register to vote. It's a running is, uh, theme. Register and vote, vote the right way. Don't waste your fucking vote. Please, Will. I, I need to have these sleepless nights. Please, start. Will. I'm You're lovely. Don't
0: do it to us, mate.
1: Uh,
2: I would say register to vote. Uh, check out Mark buckel post column. Um, watch the... Um, the job We didn't get a ton to talk about it. The John Briley... Uh, have you seen it, Joe? The uh, NXT UK yeah. production video of uh, doing his little mini Vince McMahon uh, yeah. isms on Vice hunt that down and watch that maybe we can talk about that in more detail next I never thought John Bryle would be the next Vince McMahon but I think it might be fuck (laughs) off fair enough well he he, he, he false advertised Tony Storm for two days so you know there's uh, there's oh yeah that show
1: looks shite by the way
2: (laughs) the progress show yeah I'm not I will be uh, running out to check that out but yeah check all that stuff out uh, also as well best wishes to Alan Farrell as well who yes. uh, was in uh, hospital yesterday wasn't he JP uh, I believe uh, Sarah put on Twitter today that he's uh, he's home and excellent he's uh, or at least he's uh, he's uh, quite uh, happily talking and apparently shooting and burying people from his, uh,
1: from his hospital we'll cheer person. him up tomorrow when he that. sees this is happening he has a good listen I'm sure yeah
0: good lad yeah, Get 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 Alan, well soon promise. Alan definitely definitely but anything else to plug jp or i'll be out no that's it my twitter oh you're on bwe this week does that? and sorry you're on that was BWA it this week. on bwe this week um yeah while you're uh off off having having the time of your life um are you you're are you on bwe you're not on bwe this week are you
2: I'll be doing a. Probably I'll be sending in a bit of a segment, Uh,
0: so you can people can look forward to that. I'll be in Berlin. I'm on Twitter (laughs) at (laughs) JPJippy, three E's.
2: (laughs) I'm on Twitter at Ben Richard the Grapples at Grapple app. You know where to download it. We'll be back next week.
0: Bye. Bye.